Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We are Pro Cannabis Media. Live from the Visual Radio TV studios in Quincy, Massachusetts, it's We Talk Live with Kurt Dalton from Cannabis.net and Jimmy Young from ProCannabisMedia.com. Yeah, I, I want to uh, actually give you guys some. Oh, uh, here we, uh, we thought we were going to bring so, food to us. So, like right so, now, so, now we get so, t-shirts. So you said- A few articles on Cannabis.net about margin compression. And yeah. I think... Uh, when this two to three years out, we're going to see the price of this flower come down, down, and here down. Here we go. Here we go. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Weed Talk with Kurt Dalton and Jimmy Young. I am the founder of Pro Cannabis Media, Jimmy Young. And I'm Kurt Dalton from Cannabis.net. Tonight, we have a great show. We get the wrap-up for those of you that listened last month and went to MJ BizCon. We have lots of stories to tell. Uh, and some of, we can't tell. Some we can't tell what's happened in Vegas. Well, we'll just leave it there. We also have a new member of our show uh, this uh, month premiering, Hillary King. We'll be coming in and talking about some cannabis products and navigating the cannabis industry if uh, you're looking for uh, reliable information and good brands. And at the top of the hour... Uh, from now. One of the premier medical cannabis experts in the state. He specializes in integrative medicine. His name is Dr. Ryan Zacklin. He's from Salem. And joining him will be an old friend of mine from Newton, Massachusetts. He's the uh, Grand Puba of Alternative Compassion Services, a dispensary in Bridgewater, Massachusetts. His name is Stephen Werther. He'll be joining us as well. And of course, you can find ACS compassion.com and you find out where they are right on elm street in bridgewater but first once again we get to talk about the supporters of our show our friends at legal seafoods guests appearing in studio of this show will get gift cards courtesy of our friends at legal's seafoods plus of course caroline's of uxbridge an adult use and recreational store in uxbridge massachusetts the first family-owned and self-sufficient social equity licensee in the state and of course the latest cool way to puff it's a widget. That's right, Weejit. It's a smoking system, and we'll talk a little bit more about Weejits.com and that smoking system a little bit later. But, of course, we also want to thank our national sponsor this time around. It's the National Cannabis Risk Management Association, a group of like-minded businesses in the cannabis space offering great membership services. You can check them out at ncrma.net. But first, Kurt, has this been a crazy month over the last four weeks in the cannabis space? Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, I think you, the MJ BizCon show with thirty to thirty-five thousand people, 
uh, everyone from uh, the world, if we'll say East Coast, West Coast, Canada, uh, coming for Asia, uh, Europe. You really had a lot of announcements, a lot of press releases, a lot of people unveiling new platforms, new products, new uh, payment uh, processing methods. So everybody kind of saved it all up. And just at MJ BizCon, they, they unloaded the bong. That's <laughs> And hopefully there was no bong juice in there, bong no, water, right? right? You uh, haven't had to deal with that in a long time, let's just say. Uh, vaping is back in the state of Massachusetts. Uh, yes. They opened up the concentrate world again, and uh, I got a couple of uh, texts real quick that I believe Sierra Naturals has one, and then there's another shop in Millis that also had their concentrates back. I think so, and that means uh, go short the main uh, vape suppliers right on Kittery, that would, I would say, because they just lost that old business that was there for a few weeks. And... I think the biggest story since the farm bill passed a year ago is the fact that Major League Baseball and the announcement that Major League Baseball will now be treating cannabis like they treat alcohol, which basically means they're not going to test to see if you are using cannabis. And that is the first Major League professional sports organization to take cannabis off their controlled substances checkpoints, if you will. and. I tell you what, Kurt, as a sports guy, I never thought in a million years that it would be Major League Baseball. I mean, this is the league that brought us the steroid era. They brought us greenies and amphetamines in the, in the clubhouse. And now, of course, they're embracing the cannabis thing. Were you surprised? People still watch baseball? Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yes, they do. And matter of fact, they're usually as old as I am. Well, the interesting <laughs> part of that is if you're looking at the athletic side of sport, not to pick on baseball players, but they, they've taken their beating as far as uh, overweight first baseman John Crux during their time. You would think a sport like basketball or football that has so much contact and the muscles need to regenerate and the anti-inflammatories, they would have moved first. But... Baseball, maybe they just said, oh, who cares? You know, minor league, I think it's actually even allowed. So uh, not surprising. Uh, as you know, too, you know, Jerry Jones has, has hinted at the um, the NFL has, has written everything for cannabis coming up or whatever the next collective bargaining agreement. It's kind of, we, we see it coming. So it's coming. It's this year. They're actually talking yep. right now. And, and, of course, the NFL had to have a meeting about this and say, well, we are studying alternative methods to pain relief. Really? Why don't you just say you're taking a look at the cannabis plant and seeing how, what the benefits might be for your players instead of writing prescriptions for opioids for them. Really, Roger? Anyway, don't get me started on sports. You know I'll go off. A <laughs> uh, lot of uh, speakers. 1,300 vendors at this uh, MJ BizCon. Lots of speakers. Um, I really like the ex-CEO of Netflix. I believe it. You know, I got his last name wrong a million times. I'm, again, I must be losing my mind. I believe it's Mark Raymond. Mm -hmm. Am I right? Yeah, so tell about that show. That was a really that was one of the keynotes, and uh, people were really moved by his speech. Well, I was talking. moved by it, and I talked about it on my news video this past week, news dabs, because I honestly thought he was talking to me. He was talking about as an entrepreneur, sometimes you have to take a risk and roll the dice. Well, what better place to roll the dice than Las Vegas, Nevada, if you will? And I really. He, you know, he gave me confidence. He said to follow your dreams, believe in your dreams, go for it, you know, because you don't want to go to your grave and say, I wonder if that could have happened. I'll be honest with you, Kurt, back in the day, I dreamed about being a sportscaster in Boston. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to go for it now and see what happens. And 30 years later, I decided not to do it anymore. But still, it was my decision on that end. And now I'm uh, working in the pro cannabis media space. And we are about... 
to announce something very, very exciting. I, I don't know. Should I just blurt it out, or what do you if think, you Kurt? feel it. It's the time is now. I feel it, right? Well, I, I feel Mark Raymond now telling me, just do it, Jimmy. Just do it. Go yeah. for it. Go for it. <laughs> so we are going to start a crowdfunding campaign to, I don't know if you know this, but traditional media sources, uh, your newspapers, your televisions, your radios, are just not very cannabis-friendly, let's just say. They look to sensationalize some of the most minuscule little stories that would never be covered in any other business if they happen to any other business. But because they're happening in the cannabis space, they make this into a big deal, like the fact that they found inert cannabis in a dumpster. Okay, and that became like a major deal. Now, it's like finding grass clippings in your in your dumpster. Yeah. Right. That you can't get high from grass clippings. Right. I tried. No. <laughs> doesn't work. I tried it with glue, everything, nothing. Anyway, so that being said, what we are doing now is, um, and we will be uh, announcing this in, on the GoFundMe.com page in about, uh, I think it'll probably be on Monday, but we want to raise some money so that we could go out and tell the stories of the cannabis and wellness industries in their own words, in their own backyards. That's right. It's a mobile TV studio. And the way we're doing this I would think that anybody who's watching Weed Talk knows about the 420 thing, Kurt. What, what do you think? Probably a safe bet. 420, yeah. of course, is the code. Would you call it the code for cannabis? It's a, yeah, I would say a code or an abbreviation or some sort of uh, numeric symbol that we all know that are in the industry or at least fans of uh, the cannabis plant. Right. And so... It originated. Do you know the origination? We do have a long story about this up on Cannabis.net, yes. Good. Tell the story, because I, I, I can uh, make it a bridge one. It was San Rafael, California. Yes. A bunch of high schoolers got high every day at the Louis Pasteur statue at 420, 20 past 4. Or under the bleachers, depending on who you believe, right? Right. And Fair enough. Yep. Um, that being said, that became the call by local law enforcement for whenever there was a person or someone getting high out in the public. We got a 420 at the corner of, you know, Jones and Smith Street. You know, so that's how 420 kind of started. That was the origin. So with that in mind, you know, we've already had Roger Berkowitz, the CEO of Legal Seafoods, on this show to talk about the, their little 420 campaign. So what we're going to do is if you want to donate to the cause of this mobile TV studio that puts us back on the road, bringing the stories right to the cannabis space, to the wellness industry, to let them tell their own stories, for $4.20, a donation of $4.20, we're going to get you a great refrigerator magnet. We're going to mail it to you. It's going to have the Cannabis.net logo on it, and it's going to have the logo of Pro Cannabis Media on it. And we'll also have the saying, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Okay. Exactly so, what you want in your fridge for those dollars comes $4.20. <laughs> it's a great talking, right? For $42, <laughs> we're going to put a t-shirt together. And we're going to have the logos of Cannabis.net and the logos of Pro Cannabis Media. And the saying, it's a whole new world of weed out there on this t-shirt. Limited edition, that's a $42 donation. If you want to donate $420 to the cause, we will engrave your name or your stoner name on a permanent plaque in that studio that we will be traveling around with, and your name will be there. It'll be engraved, and it'll say founding sponsors. Thank you very much. Uh, and, and then your name, that's $420 plus. You will be entered into a contest to join 
Kurt Dalton and myself on this podcast. How can you not want to do that, right? This chair has your name all over it for $420. Come on. That's, that's a right. bargain. And that's a contest. Okay, right. we're going to pick 10 out of whomever we get out of the 420 right. And, of course, if you want to guarantee your spot, 4200 bucks. You're in. You're there in you for 10 minutes, and we get to talk about your cannabis story here, live on the internet, with Cannabis.net, Kurt Dalton, and me, Jimmy Young, from Pro Cannabis Media. And that's going to be our little crowdfunding campaign. And a lot of people out there, oh, it's never going to work, man. It's never going to work. And then I talk to some other people, go, oh, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. You know what? I'm rolling the dice. I'm rolling the dice. And we're well, going to make it happen. Tell them why we, we really want the studio, is that we're very restricted here. Very... <laughs> Restricted. That is what we work under. Oh, look at he's got. To, oh, my phone's got to take it off. But there you go. How can we do our uh, you know pro cannabis show like that? I'm just telling you, we need our own studio. And Kurt has convinced me that the next show in January, that is on Thursday, January Absolutely. 16th, special edition, will be an under the influence show. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. It's going to be called Edibles January for all the leftover holiday edibles. Edibles January. We're going to finish them before the show and go live. Now, one more quick news item that we should talk about is uh, some news out of Washington, D.C. Uh, again, the lobbyists, the NCIA group down there in Washington, D.C., is trying to push the Senate towards uh, that Safe Banking Act. Now, needless to say, over the last 48 hours, the Democrats and the Republicans, they had a little something to do. Yeah. And they were a little consumed by this impeachment thing. Um, whether or not this will actually see the light of day in the next year, I don't know. Uh, I can't believe how polarized our government has become over the last few years. Let's just leave it at that. No politics. But let's get back to MJ BizCon. We actually have some video of MJ BizCon that uh, we're going to show you, uh, give you an idea of what it was like to be on the floor, people walking around at the Las Vegas Convention Center. Uh, 35,000 people came through there, right, right, Kurt? Yeah, about that. And uh, actually, we're going to pan over. We might even see that Leafly booth. Well, it was there. And uh, the thing that Chris Walsh, and we talked to him, he is one of the founders, uh, the founding editor of MJ Biz Day. Uh, we talked about him, and he'll be on a future In the Weeds uh, with Jimmy Young podcast coming up in the next few weeks. And he was actually most impressed with how the booths, booths, have exploded in their vastness and their grandiose and everybody has you know the signage above and you know it's not just like a little table and some skirting and a couple of chairs yeah he was mentioning that when i asked you know what's different we're on i think five seven years and it started of course with a couple tables and that's how he said the booth size is that now they're much more elaborate. So you go from a $5,000 setup to a twenty-five, and you're seeing some of the pictures now. Um, above the booth, there were two-story booths. You might catch a, some of them. There were podcasts set up above in the second floor. There's, uh, spin, as Chris says, there's spinning stuff going on above. So you're seeing the halves, if you want to call them that. Oh, um, there's Mike Tyson. There's Mike oh, yeah, Tyson. You yelled at him. I did. Um, there's the halves who, who are becoming... <laughs> More of the haves and maybe the have-nots who are not able to go to those levels for their display. That's right. And Tyson, of course, is involved with a farm and a CBD farm as well. Uh, so he made an appearance and he got mobbed. I sure. mean, seriously mobbed. Uh, but he did walk by us as I was interviewing a few people. And I uh, gave him an old shout-out. And he said, hey, Jimmy Young, you used to be a boxer. And I said, no, that was that's somebody else. Yeah. That, that I used to be the reporter. That's right. That's right. That's the guy. That's the guy. There was also another big event in Las Vegas that Pro Cannabis Media was a proud sponsor of. It was the Women in Cannabis Conference. 
at the Eclipse Theaters in Las Vegas. Uh, Stacy Thompson and Annie Epley are the founders of that. And there was a whole bunch of speakers there. Very powerful. 350 women surrounding me and about a dozen other guys. It's a good... I and like your odds. Are. I yep. like your odds, Jimmy. I like their odds. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, it was actually very moving. Uh, there was a 14-year-old in there uh, that told the story of how she is advocating and changing laws to get access for young people who need the medicine to deal with their medical problems. And uh, she was amazing. We will have a full show with Stacy Thompson, Annie Epley, and their whole Women in Cannabis staff the day after Christmas. We'll be releasing that on our social media channels. So that's the Women in Media Conference there. And speaking of Women in Cannabis, how's that for a segue? Perfect. You want to introduce our in-studio guest? You we, can do that. Uh, she's made it in very quietly, so let's uh, introduce her now. How are you? I'm Welcome to the great. team. Welcome to the team. What's, what? her, what's her name, Kurt? What does she do? Hillary. I've already given her her introduction about being the navigator of the cannabis space here in Massachusetts, helping people because there are a lot of neophytes who don't understand what is a bong, what is a vape pen, is it safe, who has the you know tested and safe stuff. So, Hillary, Welcome. Thank you. Thanks what, for having me. What have you been up to in, while we were at MJ BizCon in the last week or two? In the last week or two, well, MJ Biz was incredible. I couldn't believe how many booths there were. Like, you couldn't have even walked the yep. whole floor in three days if you wanted to. Yeah, it was definitely crowded in the aisles. I, I, I think I mentioned that on one of the reports where it was, it was literally, you know, you're, you're bobbing and weaving and, you know, people are looking at their phones. But it was, it was a big show. It's worth going to once to say you did. But anyway, oh, go yeah, right yeah. So since I got back, it's just been, you know, all the follow-ups, all the business cards and the literature you collect from stopping at these booths. Now the work comes yep. of following up with these people and, and, you know, crystallizing those connections that you make when you're all finally in one place, everybody from around the country. Um, so just doing a lot of HubSpotting. So what have people said to you? Since you've been back and you, you got some products here, what, what is their response back to you when you say, hey, remember me? What did you think of the show? What are other people saying? Well, I mean, I'm hearing the same thing, that year over year, people have just seen it grow so much. And I did hear some people kind of lamenting that, you know, this year it was very clearly, you know, more representative of the green rush that's happening mm -hmm. as this industry gets legitimized more and more. Can you, you define that a little bit? Define, explain what the green rush is. The green rush. So, you know, before cannabis was legalized and before we started building a regulated industry, you know, there were a lot of people that would shy away from it, even shy away from just talking about it, let alone get involved in it as a business or as an investment. And now that we're seeing it grow and regulations are shifting, more businesses are opening, it's the hot area that everybody wants to be investing their money, investing their capital, starting businesses. So it's kind of compared to the gold rush that happened, you know, early in the, in the 1900s when, you know, people started finding gold in California and everybody would rush in. And, you know, so there's, there's prospectors who are, you know, touching the plant, growing the cannabis, making products. And then there's other people starting ancillary companies and services that are, you know, like providing the picks and shovels, that kind of a thing. So green rush is just a term kind of comparing what's happening now with cannabis and CBD and hemp becoming legal that people are rushing to get involved. And Hillary's right on the undertone. So we did a story about this just when we got back. Chads, did not know what a chad Chads. was. 
So I'm a little older than Hillary, and I didn't know what a Chad was. And I'm older than both of them. You can add it together. So we did a story, and there is a little bit of an undercurrent now in this industry. And for those, it's it's on Cannabis.net of... Are you a cannabis Chad or are you, you know, a secret OG. OG, like an old school, you're all about the plant, not about the money. And there is an influx and people can, I won't say complaining, but murmuring about too many Chads walking around, which by definition in urban slang are white guys, 20 to 30 year old walking. And of course, they've got checkbooks and they want to make money on the plant. And there's a, a group that's coming OG that, uh, that that's been here. That's it's more about the plant than making this massive profit. So cultures are colliding. It's on cannabis.net. You can just see it's a couple of articles down. Our cannabis chads versus growers and uh, I forget what the other person we put in there. But it, you're right. It, there yeah. is that. It, they're called chads, as I found out. And some people wouldn't go to the show because they said it's, it's just too many chads now walking around. You yeah. know, there is a, Take it for what it is. You know, I, I like to step back and look at the big picture and, and look at the positive side of things in this industry. But there are a lot of people who are looking to get in, make a quick buck, and get out. And there is some splintering going on in the pro-cannabis movement amongst the cannabis industry. Uh, Hillary, are you familiar with any of that? I know Kurt knows exactly what I'm talking about. Well, are you talking about what's going on locally in Massachusetts? Well, it's certainly a pretty good example, isn't it? Yeah, in Cambridge. Is that what you're talking about? Well, not specifically Cambridge because, it, you know, that, t- you know, uh, you going to get me going on politics again. Mm-hmm. I, I think that these local politicians that are that are holding the industry hostage are on a power trip and again not serving their communities like they should my opinion just saying yeah i think there's a lot of you know just inherent red tape when we're talking about state government you know they have many different opinions that they're hearing about how the way things should go down they're never going to make everybody happy and there's a lot of you know it takes a lot of time there's we have what's called open meeting laws in massachusetts which means they can only do their business in a public forum uh, and there's mandatory waiting periods and comment periods, so things are slow. And, you know, you never know what kind of influence is going on behind closed doors. Yeah, yes, you do. You're in Massachusetts. Rhode Island's yeah. the same way. Any way these guys can make a buck on the side is what they're trying to do. They are not serving their public. It is a joke at the local governments that are holding these companies hostage with host security agreements. David Rabinowitz is the only guy that we know that was able to get a host security yeah. agreement yep. without, without a getting without a location first. Talked to him about an hour yeah. ago. Uh, the the new can group. Yeah, I know it's re- it's really a shame that you know licensing isn't as accessible as you know people would like, and I think that might be the crux of this this culture clash is that the people who were around and you know fighting for legalization in the first place that enables anybody to be involved in this as an industry you know they're looking around and not seeing those same faces are the ones getting licenses you know i i try to think of it like a a rising tide will lift all ships you know and there's really no fighting the the tide of of capitalism you know, right? Except the Chads have the Except yachts; they go quicker up, up, up yeah. the up the right of the there, tide. There's still a lot of haves and have-nots, and there's a big divide in this country. And a lot yeah. of the haves have a lot of money in this space, uh, whether it is through multi-state operators or local operators. Each state has their own rules. The state, each state, is trying to protect their local residents. But then again, they're also getting a lot of pressure to open stores. And Massachusetts has done a 
C job. C as an average. Took him two years just to get a dispensary open. Okay? That's what bothered me the most. Took him a year to move the Department of Public Health over to the Cannabis Control Commission. I mean, look, you can drag your feet and make sure everything is proper. Or you can just make decisions. Look at uh, Nevada. Did you find it very refreshing that people were walking around and you know, you smelled it everywhere. People were imbibing uh, the Fremont Street. They were, you know, it's Las Vegas. I get it. But, but every cab has an ad for Planet 13 or Weed Maps or a dispensary. You know, in the train stations and airports, there's advertisements. Their dispensaries are open 24 hours a day. I know. That's crazy. It's, it's not a crazy. Whole, it's a whole different that's world. Awesome. It's a whole new world whole new of world. weed. I keep saying that. And that's what's going on in Nevada, as you might expect. Uh, did you like it? Did you like the atmosphere of Las Vegas? I mean, it's a oh, big yeah. party. I mean, you know, you're only supposed to last three nights there. I ended you know, up with four. Bad and idea. <laughs> three night max. That's the rule. Don't break the rules. The good news is I don't think I did anything too bad at night. I, I was a good boy at night. I really was because I was so darn tired, you know? Yeah, you walk the show, as you said. It's it. You literally walk out eight miles a day, and you're, people, everyone has sore feet, even the people working at the booth. So you're, you're pretty tired at the end of the day, and then by, when you use some cannabis, you're just relaxed. So... Yeah, and then Not you have exactly. to go somewhere. Right. I have to go somewhere. I have to go to this party and see somebody, you know. And the good news is I went to a party. I saw who I needed to see. And I was out of there in 10 minutes. It worked out perfectly. Worked out perfectly for us. Uh, Hillary, you got some products you want to show us. we yes. got a couple of minutes. I'd like you to get mm -hmm. through those a little All bit. Right. And show us, uh, again, you know, this whole vaping thing has opened up a lot of doors for opportunity for inventors out there to come up with products that aren't as... Um, well, I don't want to use the word dangerous, but I do want to use the word um, difficult because sometimes when you vape, um, it's so convenient and so comfortable and it doesn't smell, you're going to overdo it. That being said, talk to me a little bit about the Go Fire product. Yeah, so this is the Go Fire inhaler. We call it an inhaler. It's you can not. Put it right a, up to the yeah. camera. There, there you go. go. There we go. Right. All right. So this is the Go Fire inhaler, and you know we've been building this for. We just had our fifth birthday as a company wow, yesterday. Oh. Uh, and you know the intention is really to to circumvent all these safety issues that are now being talked about. Was kind of what we anticipated and built a system around that with a lot of really cool features. So this is the GoFire Smart Cartridge. Comes, what makes it smart? So what makes it smart, you can see this little smart chip. Ah. Oh, I know why. Now I get it. Yeah, so that chip stores all of the product info for what's inside of this cartridge. And, and first of all, you might notice something different about this cartridge is there's no metal parts, there's no wick, there's no coil, there's no heating element in this cartridge. Uh, no metal parts that could you know, potentially leach into the oil like we're starting to see with some of the 510 um, cartridges around there. And this, uh, the plastic is all you know, FDA approved, pharmaceutical grade, class six, BPA free, all the good stuff. And so when I put this cartridge in, there's a little chip reader that uh, talks to an app over Bluetooth and it recognizes exactly what this product is. So it stores the batch lab results. So the, the third party uh, testing that gives you your cannabinoid profile, your terpene profile, every little milligram of what's in the oil in here, batch this batch specific info is stored on the chip. So it's a smart 
vape. Yeah. yeah. Show that to the kid. Show your app. Right. Yeah. And the, the app is really cool. So it, the app is tied to the instrument, mm-hmm. the chip. And it's measuring what you take, how much you take, when you took it, that whole thing, right? Exactly. Well, it's not measuring how much you take in terms of you know measuring what you're what you're taking in, but okay. or, or analyzing the pro- the product. But it is measuring how much you're consuming. <laughs> so you'll see on here. Some don't want to know. By the way, I understand that too, but I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's a lot safer to know exactly what you're consuming when you're consuming it. And so this shows. The product info. This is a cartridge called Sauce, and it shows the community rating. And those are all, you know, the crowdsource reviews. After every session of using a product, you can rate how well it worked for the reason you're using it for. So you're able to see the whole chemical profile, including with one tap, a PDF of the lab report of that batch. That's cool. Which is great. So you know exactly what you're putting into your body. You have that transparency. And the cool thing is that it's it's precision meter dosing. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of you know stuff out there that talks about meter dosing, precision dosing. The way this does it is through this click wheel. Every time you click this wheel, it's going to extrude exactly two and a half milligrams of the oil into this little convection oven. And it's just cool. hot air that blows over it and heats the product. And you can do it to exactly to the degree that you want. Hey, that's a terrific that tool. Cool, yeah. uh, Hillary, you're going to have more fun gizmos and gadgets to come in and talk to us about, right? Absolutely. Hillary King, thank you so much for joining us. We thank are going to take a break. And before we take this break, I have to kind of set this up. Uh, about two weeks ago, a dear friend of mine, Rob Schuler, passed away. Um, very upsetting to me because he's my age, and that's kind of scary when someone your age, uh, just 30 days later, he gets sick and he's gone. Um, I hired Rob to be the voice of Pro Cannabis Media. You hear his voice every time you see an ID, and you also hear his voice on our introductory video. So we're going to take a break, watch that, and listen that we will always have Rob Schuler's voice with us. We are. Pro-Cannabis Media. Why? Because we are a media company that is pro-cannabis. Pro-cannabis, because those stories are not being told. We are live streaming from events. Hi, everybody. Welcome to day two of the live stream from the New England Cannabis Convention. Hey, unbelievable. Here we are again in the Performer TV studios. Hi, everybody. Welcome to We Talk Live. I'm Jimmy Young. And I'm Kurt Dalton from Cannabis.net. We are blogging on all topics. We are partners with Leafly, Weed Mask, Greenflower, MJ Headline News, Sensi Magazine, and The Weed Tube. We are weekly news tabs with Jimmy Young. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of News Dabs. I'm Jimmy Young reporting for the Pro Cannabis Media Group and ProCannabisMedia.com. From New Orleans, Liz Dameron, Pro Cannabis Media Network. We are interviewing cannabis experts on the podcast In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. You were one of the co-authors of Question 4, which paved the way. Uh, first of all, how did you get picked for that honor? If you we write laws and regulations. We advocate for them. And um, then we get licenses and we keep them compliant. But I do believe that Bruce is on the phone with us. So, uh, Kurt, you can take it away as I go into my Rasta mode here. Bruce, are you there? Can you hear us? I can hear you guys. I'm just being quiet because I'm afraid. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a rowdy show tonight. I got to tell you. So I have to lead off right now. Uh, you left Canopy Growth, as you said. No, you. I was fired. The entire cannabis stock market crashed. Did you cause that? 
Well, I didn't fire myself, so I don't think so. We are a digital media company for the cannabis industry, telling their stories in their words. There's nothing like having patients come back and say, I feel better. I am confident that Congress is, at the very least, in this current Congress, by next year, going to make it legal for, uh, make it clearly legal for banks to take marijuana accounts, which is a big step forward. I I never thought I'd see the Red Sox win a World Series. <laughs> yeah. I never thought I'd see the Patriots win a but Super Bowl, let like... alone five. <laughs> this is tape. <laughs> okay. It's a whole new world of weed out there. We are ProCannabisMedia.com. Subscribe today. My mic is hot, and I can now talk about Rob Schuler. He was also the voice at Gillette Stadium, not the main voice, but a regular voice at Patriots games. Um, a, a father and a great guy. Never said no to anything I asked him to do for me, and uh, I'll miss him. What else can I say? We'll all miss him. Great talent. And the best thing is we're going to have his voice on our IDs for as long as we can possibly keep it going. So, Rob, uh, again, uh, we'll miss you. Uh, condolences to the family. And I look forward to hearing his voice on a regular basis because that way we'll feel like he's never really left us. And that's my tribute to uh, Rob Schuler. Nice. Welcome back. Welcome back to Weed Talk. I'm Jimmy Young, the founder of Pro Cannabis Media. And I'm Kurt Dalton from Cannabis.net. And we have some supporters that we do like to give plugs to on a somewhat regular basis. Our friends at Legal Seafoods, of course, uh, donate gift cards for our in-studio guests. Uh, the Weejit is one of the coolest smoking systems you can get. In fact, it's similar to a vape. It starts at 1,300 degrees when you fire up the bowl, and then... When it gets to your lungs, it's about 80 degrees. And the best part about the Weejit is you have, you can clean it after every time you use it. Very cool place. Very cool product. Lots of different filters. And then, of course, at Caroline's Cannabis in Uxbridge. Hey, I just love the story of Caroline Frankel and Stephen, the husband, and how they were able to get that license without spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on legal fees. And uh, they're up and running in Uxbridge, which is fast. By the way, Kurt. Recreational, too. Let's mention that. Oh, it's they totally recreational. Uh, so people right. who don't have a card, It's check only out. recreational, in fact. I'm oh. pretty sure. I'm okay. Pretty I sure they had both. I'm pretty sure it's only All right. recreational. We'll have to get her on the phone. I'm pretty sure I've talked to her before about it, so I think I'm right. Hey, what can I tell you? But um, Uxbridge and Worcester and the central Massachusetts area is fast becoming the capital of the cannabis universe in Massachusetts. I mean, it's not even fast. The Cannabis Control Commission is going to be moving in there. Um, the Summit Lounge has been up and operating no, down your, there. Your favorite. Some of my friend, friends down there. Uh, the um, and So, again, Worcester. Did you expect this? I mean, the, by the way, still no dispensary open in Boston. But we have East Boston coming. Is, who do we talk to? I thought Pure there? Oasis was coming too in, in Dorchester. Yeah, Dorchester, right. right? Kobe Evans. He was supposed to open by now. I, I well, you know, I feel bad that uh, they haven't. And again, yep. you know, they want to. Right. I, it's a lot of regulations, a lot of red tape. A lot of factors they have to be in compliance with on so many fronts, from the grow to the sale to the tracking of it to the containers. And it has slowed the birth of this industry, not down to a crawl, but at least a wiggle. 
Well, it's, they just drag their feet, and they're putting it where people are not. And over time, we'll get there. I think it's 30, over 30 recs open now, but they're all yep. a little bit of a drive if you live in a, a metropolitan or a population center, and that's how it's set up, but we're getting there. It's been a long time coming, right, Kurt? I mean, we've waited. I've waited right. longer than you. Uh, that being said, it, the fact that it's here now is still a fascinating story uh, for me. And I continue to learn and meet people that are so passionate about this and so convinced that the new normal will be here sooner than later. Again, if I also heard rumors coming through the Internet from Washington, D.C., that they actually may deschedule cannabis before they even pass the Safe Banking Act, because oh, that is be just a, that's an administrative decision, though. Yep. I mean, you know who could pick up the phone, call the Department of Justice, and say, you know what, let's just deschedule that, pass the Banking Act, and then leave it up to the states. Well, I got a better one for you because Biden just picked up some Wall Street endorsers today, and he he's going to make a move. If you're a cannabis pro cannabis person, and it's Trump and Biden. I'm telling you, just on that issue, you better you got to vote Trump if that's your only issue. If you are a one-issue oh, person, God, you had to say Biden that. will not do. He's worse. You know, Donald Trump. He doesn't smoke. He doesn't drink. I think he looks at cannabis. I he think does he know needs the, to. He knows the well. He has the medicinal part. He appreciates. At least he acknowledges it. He's more about the economy, jobs, and being popular. So why, if it's Biden, who might not even do it as a Democrat? Why wouldn't he do something first? Take it away from the Democrats and then get those swing voters who are – why wouldn't he make the this phone call, is, to get to your point? This is exactly what we talked to Steve D'Angelo about. We talked to a few people. And a few and, others. And Chris uh, Walsh. We asked yep. the same question. And um, who do we have in the guests that day that we said, do you think something would happen? So just to summarize, um, Chris Walsh runs the MJ Biz, the old newspaper, co-founder. Found, founding editor. Yep. And I don't know if we're going to see the piece tonight, but I said, what are your odds? He's, he's about as connected. And not that anyone knows. I don't even know if Trump, the president knows. But what are the odds, right? Do you remember what he said? He said 50 to 1, that Trump would do something before the election, before the of, election. Uh, of this right. ilk. It's kind of deschedule or make right. it legal. Right. And we had another guest in here uh, who said he thinks it will get something will happen before the election. Trump will win, win some voters and do something. And who knows? And I just can't imagine. I just can't imagine what will happen in this country in another four years if we go in this direction. I, I, you guys can figure out which which way I lean. But okay? let me ask you this: If you're sure. saying that four years, I, so if it's Joe Biden as president, yeah. I think weed is in a worse position okay. for four right. years. Than I'm going to disagree, All and right. I'm going to explain to you why. You have a system of checks and balances in Washington D.C. You've seen it at work, by the way, over the last few days with the impeachment. Okay, what has happened is, as a leader of a country, you have to be able to take both sides and get them to actually find common ground to move the government forward so the government actually works. You have a polarizing influence in that White House over the last three years. In fact, he's so polarizing, he's embarrassing to the country, and it's the first time in my life I've said it, I really am ashamed to be an American because of what this guy has done and how he has done. It's been more about how he's done it, how he has picked fights with women and races and media. I mean, the guy's a bully. I, I don't want him anywhere near politics anymore. I admit it. And yeah, if I'm not going to be just a one-issue voter. Okay, and needless to say, my mind's pretty much made up. You can figure that out. Mm -hmm. Anti-Trump more than pro-Biden. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are that. And I still think Biden has the opportunity to soften his stance. He has more of an opportunity to soften his stance and still get that. Uh, by the way, he's going to react. Wow. If Trump does something, you know he's got somebody's got to react to it. His campaign manager is going to show him the numbers on legalization. He's already softened since his first couple of right. guffaws Absolutely. out in public. But yeah. if if he all right, we'll leave it at this. Joe Biden is the worst Democratic candidate for pro cannabis. We'll say that. I'll take anybody if we're just talking cannabis. And is Elizabeth everyone. and is Elizabeth Warren electable as a president? That's well, that's different now. We're talking right. other issues. I know. But every that, other Democrat is much more in favor of legalization than Joe Biden. Believe yeah. it at that. I, and I can say that that seems to be the way it is trending too. I can't believe we're talking politics. Anymore. I know. Well, we're talking. I'm trying to keep it on weed. You're talking politics. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, but you're, you're going gonna, bananas over there. I, I get, I get upset. I can see that. Blood pressure, upset. blood pressure pill. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, <laughs> actually, you wanted to edible. do some edibles. Edible. <laughs> Give him an edible. You're gonna get that quick. Get the edible in here. We got a doctor in the house. We got yep. Dr. Ryan Zachman. He's coming up at the top of the hour along with Stephen Werther. That'll be at nine o'clock. And let's get back to. Um, some of the news of the last uh, few weeks in the cannabis space. Kurt, you're, you're an amazing uh, producer of content. You constantly find interesting stories to talk about. What are some of the things that you've worked on over the last uh, few weeks, certainly since our last show? Oh, we definitely had the cannabis chat, which, which is funny because that story isn't really a story. I just noticed an undercurrent of comments on MJ BizCon posts about, oh, there's too many chads, I'm not going. And I'm like, I don't know what a chad is, so I gotta look this stuff up. And then you kinda go down that rabbit hole of, well, it you know, refers to rich, young, white guys, single for some reason, walking the show and cutting checks and wanting to get rich. Um, and that kinda, you know, we, we said, why is this happening now? We're, we're four or five years in. Why is uh, nobody was complaining when you know canopy growth is at fifty two and there's money flowing and there's easy debt deals getting done? So why are people angry at the chads? Well, it's because we had quite a pullback in right. the stocks. Money has dried up, as you've seen with public companies like MedMen and people having to do things. Cannabis websites are going under. There's no more easy and free money in this space. You have to show your business plan. And so I think there's a little bit of that jostling now. Well, now we're going to kind of start poking each other, saying, I don't like you. You don't like me. That kind of thing. And, and again, you mentioned easy. Now you're talking about blame and pointing fingers. These are human traits. Yep. Okay? And when humans grab money, they're going to change their attitudes and their actions. It's just the nature of our humanity. Okay? Everybody's looking to... Make a quick buck or get rich quick schemes. You've heard of these things. They're all over the place in the cannabis space. People are getting taken advantage of. And again, I'm going to go back to why. The, the powers that be, those that were in power in cities, towns, states, and yes, even in our federal government, okay, are trying their best to retard the launch of this industry because they don't understand it. You know, for 80 years they've been told this is an evil product and you can get addicted on this stuff and it's gonna lead to other drugs and and every single one of those arguments has been debunked now. Science and research is leading the way and has been leading the way now for the last dozen years. Now we're finally seeing it and it and they have to deal with it. It's like the 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 elected officials have to learn about this product now. 
and they put it off and put it off and put it off for as long as they can. It goes back to my one of my statements about media, um, the fact that the traditional media continues to make mistakes about this product. Misinformation is out there because they're not doing their homework. Talk to somebody. Talk to Dr. Ryan Zacklin. Talk to Dr. Jordan Tischler. Talk to Beth Dost. There are a million medical cannabis experts in the area, maybe not a million, okay, but certainly a dozen that you can get to and learn something about this. Oh, how about my friends on Greenflower? You could take one of their certificate courses, mm-hmm. right? Another one of our new partners that we're going to be announcing soon. So again, um, take the time to learn. Get yourself educated. And this is really what has always been powering my passion for this. The more knowledge I get about this subject, the more passionate I become on it, and more upset I get that we're still waiting around for people to make decisions because everybody's looking out for me, myself, and I. And that's humanity, Kurt, right? Blood pressure, buddy. Yep, I gotcha. You want to talk about the Celtics? Because I mean, yeah, we no. can go there. Yeah. That'll that'll make Gordon me very Hayward's happy. Book. Big big win last night in in Dallas. I was very happy about that. That's true. Um, so the Chad. Yeah. We talked about the Chad. Yeah. We've talked about uh, local governments. Um, what are some of the other issues that you see uh, rearing their ugly heads? Um, you know, there have been now a decrease in the vaping. It, lung lung diseases caused by vaping over the last month or two. So it, it's like that crisis has peaked, and now we're bottoming out. They've identified the vitamin E acetate. They've, they've identified some of the metals and the cheap, illicit market cartridges that were out there. And this is a good thing because we don't want people having any issues with any kind of a product that they have the right to ingest. I prefer to get a medical card because I trust the medical community that they will only put the best into their products. Just the way I've always been. Yeah, I think it's going to be, um, it'll be good for the industry. I almost compare it to what's going on with Boeing and the 7, was it, oh 37? Oh, my God, 737. So people died, but now the problem, now they're going to basically get rid of the plane. It's going to be years till again. And, um, you know, they're going to fix that problem. They're going to make uh, safety better for airlines overall in these planes. In the same sense, vaping, people died, got sick, um, will have different lives now. Their lungs are filled with metals and other things they're finding. But we've gotten through that, and now vaping will be much stricter. It may lead to legalization quicker so that the FDA can actually have a standard protocol. And even the black market, that that game is up. So you're gonna get better products going forward, safer products. Um, and I don't think anyone's going to be falling for the old uh, banana in the tailpipe on the vape thing anymore. So I, I feel my condolences to the people that did get sick and passed away. And But there's a better future now as they clean that part up. We will never go backwards to that. No, I, so. don't, I don't think so either. Learned lesson, and uh, I feel sorry for the people who yeah. actually paid the ultimate price uh, to learn that lesson. Uh, there, there was a double lung transplant of a guy in the Midwest that has now survived. This. Yeah, and these lungs that are—I mean, not to um, not talk of the people that are going to have lives that are very different now. Their lungs are like ninety-year-olds. They're filled with whether it's metals or chemicals. They're seeing these things, and you know they're alive, um, but their life's going to be very different. And, and, and why do you uh, think motivated them to to 
was it price? Yep. Was it the illicit markets price point that they that, that made them go to that side? Although I will tell you, some of the products look just like the regulation yep. ones too. Yeah. So it was the it was the guys on the other side who want to make a quick buck with with. Um, uh, fraudulent products, but it was also price and access. A lot of these people are in non-legal states. They can't get it through a medical or a correct place, so you get it online. You go to Craigslist, you find a friend, and you don't know where that came from, as we found out, and people were inhaling metals, and things were happening, and, and vitamin E's, and they were profit. I mean, basically, if you have a little cartridge for people that don't know, and it's kind of like the old trick when you're selling weed, where, hey, wait, this cartridge is half full. What if I take two cartridges, put half in each, and put some vitamin E and some other stuff? Now I make double the profit. Well, if you get away with that with weed, they'll weigh it if you're selling flour. But in the vape world, hey, I don't know the difference. It looks good. Right. And these people got sick. Yeah. Deadly, and, deadly decision. And I hope that they find who was responsible for those cartridges. Uh, I just, you know. They, They're all going to come from China, and I don't think we'll ever get to the bottom. I mean, you know how much amphetamines and, and fentanyls coming in? And they, you know, I think the Chinese arrested three people as a symbol. You know, come on. One, one of the one of the things that actually has been very surprising to me as I watch the uh, emergence of this industry, with all the regulations, the illegal and illicit market are th- is thriving. So yeah. you know, ideally, you want to regulate everybody. You want everybody to go legit. You want to be able to control this, and you know, people aren't making alcohol and stills in their backyards anymore. Yep. Right, but they did during prohibition. Yep. So, as I've said many, many times, in 1937, I believe the wrong drug got uh, prohibited, and I think we, as a society and as a humanity, would have been a lot healthier had we understood what this product did to the endocannabinoid system that is in every one of us. Every human now has an endocannabinoid system that is tied to the neurotransmitters in your brain and your and that measures your your um your pain and dr ryan zacklin's going to be here he's an expert on this subject he'll explain it even better than i am <laughs> that's a no-brainer um, because after all he's, he's a doctor but you you say again this product is something that people can use to enhance their lives to improve their immune system to balance what goes on inside your body to fight off outside viruses and outside germs. Yep. And I say, you know, wait till you hear Dr. Zacklin when I talk, I've thrown this out here many, many times about the fact that you take a medicine away from a, uh, a humanity, a, a group of humans, us from 1937 on, we're always looking for what happened. You know, how did cancer start? You know? Why? How come it got so rampant? How did everybody get it? And they can point their fingers at the carcinogens in our air, in our in our cigarettes, in um, various things like that. Some some uh, products that we might eat, for instance. But be, because you don't have anything fighting that off inside you for eighty years, you were susceptible to cancers. You were susceptible to more anxiety and to autism and to seizures and. It's like taking away red blood cells. Yeah, well, to play into your idea that we would have a lower cancer rate uh, if cannabis had stayed legal, you got to remember when it was pulled off the shelves, it was sold in the local Woolworths and, and drugstores as an elixir for kind of everything. Like if you don't feel good, got a virus, it, it, you would take sativa oil. So if you if you take your theory and kind of go along the decades was – 
But when we stop taking this, let's say they banned Tylenol today or whatever, what would happen 80 years from now? Right. And it's like, well, you took away the medicine that was sold at my drugstore. Maybe we certainly didn't understand it because we didn't have the testing like we did. What would we look like 90 years later if we're not allowed to have this natural medicine? And here we are. I can't say what causes cancer like anyone else, but there's something there. What would our what would that cancer rate look like if uh, everyone, maybe as a kid even, you know, had done, their parents had given them a little tablespoon when they were sick? And we're not talking about people getting high here, people. We are talking about the chemicals, the active chemicals. There's hundreds of active chemicals in this plant. They are discovering more and more every day. Talk to some of the doctors that uh, will, can explain this better than I can, and we will at the top of the hour. And, of course, um, Israel leads the league, leads the world, Major in, league. in science and, and research in this. And uh, I've got to meet an Israeli who runs the ICANN, the Israeli yeah. Cannabis Convention. Uh, Joshua Berman was his name at MJ BizCon. Interviewed him for a future In the Weeds episode as well. And, you know, it's a different world. Israel is a different world. They are constantly under attack there. But they... That country is one of the most remarkable ones on earth because of the, the galvanization of the citizenry there. You yeah. know? That's and, really what it is. And you bring up a good point about the medicine. It was a sativa. Um, you know, and you asked what was popular. One of our best articles this week was, the, um, why are we afraid to feel good? The stigma that THC has in mainstream where people are moving into the CBD part, the non-psychoactive, if you will, but they'll tell you, oh, I, I don't want THC. I don't want to get high. I don't want to be stoned. But that they don't realize is THC is a stronger um, antiviral. THC is a better anti-inflammatory. There's things we don't understand about whole plant medicine where if you try to use an isolate, meaning people, you can actually take CBD out and make it just an isolate. That's all you get. No other cannabinoids. It's much less effective than having you know the whole plant. And the, the example I give is taking your vitamin C pill in the morning or drinking orange juice. You know, and that's, that's kind of the same thing. It's like, well, if I'm going to do whole plant orange juice, you know, I'll freight from the old. There's probably more things in there than vitamin C that are good for me. Um, same thing with the plant. And why is THC under 0.3, which some, as someone told me in an interview this week, some guy in the government randomly made up just, I don't know, 0.3 sounds good. Um, <laughs> why is that the number that we're safe and it's cool? But if you go above it, then, like, what's the fear? All right, I want to get stuff. If you drink a glass of wine, are you buzzed? Are you drunk? Like, the THC doesn't work where if you go over 0.31, woo, it's teaching chog time. It, right. It's not like that. No, and you actually test positive, too, uh, on yeah. any any kind of a, a test. Now, I want to, not going to correct you, but I'm going to enlighten you a little sure. bit. Sure. That was, I know you're going to get me on that one. I'm the gonna, uh, I, psychoactive part. The yep. psychoactive part. You know exactly where I'm going. So, John Dvorak, yep. who is like the head guru. Right? He's got the traveling mm -hmm. hemp museum. I've met him a couple times. I've interviewed him. He's, he's really a really nice man. He explained to me, when I use the term, well, you know, CBD is non-psychoactive, he goes, I have to correct you. And I go, okay, correct me. He goes, it's non-intoxicating. It is psychoactive. It's just not going to get you intoxicated. And therein lies the difference oh. between your hemp product. Right. He's a hemp guy. You, right. Yeah, so. He's the hemp guy yep. versus the cannabis sativa the and I, I won't THC. I won't high THC. I'm not going to use the the M word. I use it. I say impotent weed and potent weed. That's all. It's very simple. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to do impotent weed. That's just that's bad marketing right that's, there. It's, it's got not, a great it's idea. It's not going to catch on. I'm going to tell you that impotent weed. Like, it's, it's not gonna, I'm out. It's not going to catch on at all. Um, but that would be what hemp is. All right. So speaking of investments, we yes. did a piece on cannabis.net about MJ BizCon saying the three best investment ideas. 
And I want you to pick Pro one. Cannabis Media. Oh, sorry. That might be coming. Well, that's the crowdfunding. That's the crowdfunding, yeah. If, if you want to check it out, it's gotten some interesting comments from people in the industry, and here is what it was. And you got to tell me which one you'd do. Okay. Assuming you had $5 million to play with. There you go. I'd hire you, first of all. Okay, thank you. The, sure. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get paid for this. Um, so at this smallest level, walking around, I've always liked this idea, was the lab testing. Speaking of Hillary and picks and shovels, basically there are franchises like Dunkin' and McDonald's that you will set you up with a lab and the equipment, bring, send you a scientist for a while, teach you how to test cannabis. Idea being, look, every piece of a certain amount of percentage of every single bud sold in every single state is going to have to be tested for pesticides, heavy metals, the whole thing. Why not just not worry about the price of flour? You're obviously going to have a, enough supply to come in become a franchisee of, of whatever, let's call it Blackstone Labs. You mm-hmm. become the franchisee, you open a couple in Massachusetts, you're just testing product every day. doesn't matter, day or night. I love that. Two, going up the ladder, teaming up with social equity and economic empowerment candidates like Mr. Ravinovich is, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the gate has been lowered to make it a, a level playing field, and they're getting some extreme advantages, not only in, in Cambridge with home delivery, but access, moving ahead of the line in certain things. That was the purpose of the law in Massachusetts, the right. first state as, as to it do it. it should be. I'm right. not saying that's wrong, but okay. I'm saying these p- people yep. who are SE and EE applicants, they're called, need investors and they need business guidance. You know, it's from the level of some don't know how to put together a business proposal and some don't know how to run a business. You can team up with them. They need your funds. A lot of them don't have a million dollars to get it all up and going. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea because you're helping the group that's supposed to be helped, mm-hmm. but you're also getting the benefits of whether being a shareholder or a consultant of the cut in line. It's like the Disney Pass when it first started. You cut in line access to all the rides. You get the first whatever delivery. You get the first edible license. Nice. I mean, it's nice to have that artificial market in your favor. Third one was, kind of comes into us, uh, cannabis websites. I personally have to say I'm involved with Cannabis.net, obviously, but right now with the shakeout in the stock market, funding has dried up. Many cannabis websites with traffic are in trouble. They overspent. They have too big a staffs. We're talking the mass routes. Um, High Times has filed a letter that they may not be able to continue to operate. You have Civilized already closed down after $10 million in funding. You can buy these distressed assets with, with traffic for $0.02 cents on the dollar, and let's go back to your theory. We deschedule or reschedule or do something in the next 24 months. We'll even give it that cannabis traffic to create orders down the road because we all know how this is going to end up. We're going to order it from here. You're going to click, click, click. Oh, it's going to be here in an hour. It's going to be here tomorrow. Right. That yes. cannabis traffic can be converted to ours. Right now, cannabis traffic is kind of uh, crappy as far as creating revenue. You just have to sell ads. But the moment that changes and you can convert those eyeballs into an order form or into a is going to be worth millions. Which, which is one of the reasons why you're What hanging. are you doing? Yeah. So where are you in? Where are you putting your check? Are you going um, testing lab? Are think, you going so SEEE? Are you I, going website? So I think the the best investment is the testing lab because you're always going to need safe. testing. It's the, it's safest. the safest. And it's the lowest value, by the way. If anybody's interested in this, look it up. I think it's twenty five to 50000 I mean, I'm not saying that's nothing, but as far as... Uh, you know, getting a dispensary open for a million, or getting a, buying a cannabis website for a couple million that has traffic, it's it's not bad, and you can get funding from some of these franchise people. Right. So again, uh, testing, then social equity, then futures, futures, because yeah, that's, that's what you're ba- banking. Yeah, on. you're banking and, on taking an order online, that's right. and that's the guys who get bought by Amazon. Absolutely, we're going to take a break, right. and when we come back, we have uh, a whole room of guests that are coming yep. in here. Ryan Zachman's here. here. Stephen Werther's coming in from ACS. Don't go away. We talk with Kurt and Jimmy returns. What is the difference in doing the process that your machine has compared to everything else that's on the market right now 
why is this one standing out? So that's a good question. Um, our patents lie in our chilling technology. Uh, most traditional systems, they all function by, they, you have to heat up the ethanol so that it evaporates. Once it evaporates, it yep. travels towards a vacuum source and has to hit something right. cold where it'll turn back into a liquid so that way we can reuse it again for another extraction. Right. And the, all that heat and energy vapors, it's a lot of, a lot of energy there and when it hits something cold, uh, it'll... <laughs> It'll, uh, it'll heat up the liquid that's, uh, that's, that's cooling it down. Um, and traditional chillers will sit, uh, you'll, you'll cool down a media like propylene glycol, and that'll circulate out of a chiller through the glass coils. The thing cooling the propylene glycol is a refrigeration line, and we thought, let's get rid of the propylene glycol and just directly cool the refrigeration coils with the compressor. So our patents lie around that chiller. Once we solved that problem, that enabled us to scale from a smaller volume to much larger volumes. Awesome. So traditional flask size go up to about 50 liters. Ours now go up to about 200 liters. Okay, we're on camera now. I can speak. <laughs> All right, did I learn my lesson, Mike? I did. Okay, good. I get to stay in, uh, for the rest of the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Weed Talk with uh, Kurt Dalton and Jimmy Young. I am Jimmy Young, the founder of Pro Cannabis Media. And I'm Kurt Dalton with Cannabis.net. And we want to welcome in two very special guests this half hour, actually this hour with us. They're going to spend an hour with us, whether they like it or not. They're not leaving until Ooh. 10. Dr. Ryan Zacklin is here. We call him Dr. Z. And Stephen Werther is here from ACS out of Bridgewater. Both gentlemen I've uh, known for a while. Stephen and I go back to our grade school time, let's just say. Yikes. And yes, it was, it's been a long time, Stephen. Let's just leave it at that, all right? And I do know you're still younger than me, no matter how hard you try. And, uh, and I in was introduced to uh, Dr. Z here by Stephen, so I figured it might be nice to have everybody, one big happy family, on the show. And thank you both for coming in tonight on a Thursday night. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, Jimmy. You bet. Um, first of all, let's start with uh, the doctor, the good doctor in the house. You are an integrative, <laughs> integrative, integrative medicine, integrative medicine. Can you define what that is for our audience? Explain it and uh, in, in a short, in a short. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Succinct way, if you will. Of course, Jimmy. Uh, integrative medicine Speak is... Right into your microphone. Much better. Integrative medicine is now I can hear myself. That's right. Is integrating both mind, body, and spirit, or energy, if you will. Um, also integrating Eastern and Western disciplines. Um, but really, most importantly, it's a um, partnership between the healer and the patient, in which uh, the healer helps the patient identify imbalances in their uh, life, both mind, body, and spirit, um, and how those balances may be corrected and bringing back into balance. 
Well, I've been imbalanced for a long time, and Stephen can certainly <laughs> attest to that. Um, I had a muscle imbalance. That's one of those diagnoses that you get so you get your physical therapy, okay? Um, but let's go to Stephen now. Stephen, let's talk a little bit. You are a medical-only dispensary. I know it's important to you uh, because you believe in the medicinal effects of the cannabis plant, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, it's our focus, our main focus, our only focus at the moment. And can you uh, give us one of those stories? I know you have a couple of incredible stories, one in particular. Um, tell us the story about the young couple who came in with the child. I believe it was an autistic child. Am I right? Uh, yes, he's, uh, I believe he's five years old. He's autistic, uh, was having seizures, uh, had become non-communicative, and also uh, wasn't eating. So his pediatrician had recommended cannabis, and they came in looking for a particular, really, formulation, just very high in CBD with a little bit of THC. And we made that specifically for them. It was like a 20 to 1 at the time, I believe. And A 21 ratio CBD, CBD to THC. C CBD dominant. Yep. And uh, it was very successful. Uh, and it, the therapies have moved on from what we started with, but the, basically... Uh, child stopped having seizures, was able to actually sit at the table and eat, and started ha uh, being much more communicative. So just one of those stories that I, the whole reason I started ACS. Is, is that ratio similar to a Charlotte's Web, or kind of what did you base it on? Uh, it was what the doctor wanted. A 20 to 1, yeah, okay. what the doctor had asked for sp that specific ratio and that's what we did for them now now was it was a doc it was a colorado doctor from if i remember correctly am i right uh no here it's a it's a mass doctor it wasn't dr eric ruby was it uh it was ah do i get to go to the head of the class yeah. you do. he's been in this show you we you love do. dr eric ruby yep. all right so there you go um and by the way how many times and kurt you've been in this space longer than i have yep. okay how many times have you heard stories like this? And I know, Dr. Z, you have a few of these stories, too, uh, of how people say, cannabis saved my life, cannabis changed my life. How many times have you heard that? Kurt, I'm going to ask you flat out. I mean, hundreds, thousands? Certainly hundreds. Um, to go to the um, autistic boy, Dale Jackson, out of Georgia, we did an interview four years ago with him, and Georgia is finally getting, I think, just yesterday or the day before, their first cannabis control um, meeting. Uh, and Dale has a son named Colin that developed a strain. It sounds similar called Colin's Voice, and it has kind of a um, uh, it has the Captain America logo because Colin's big. But he has a son, and he documents it. And the reason you might know the name is Dale was the guy who literally crossed the state line to get this for his son. And George is no joke. You know they're not going to let it go. He invited the media to follow him. I think where he went to North <laughs> Carolina, he said, "You can follow me. You can bring the police. I'm going to help my son." And that's how we got word of him, and we've been friends ever since, tracking how Colin's doing. And, um, you know, people contact him all the time about his son and what he's doing with autism and stuff like that. Dr. Z, I'm going to put you right on the spot. What's the endocannabinoid system? Can you explain that to our audience? I try to, but I'm not a doctor, even though I play one on TV. <laughs> <laughs> you do look like one on TV, Thank you actually. very much. <laughs> yes, of course. The endocannabinoid system, or the ECS, as I'll refer, uh, refer to it as, um, is a system of uh, neurotransmitters and receptors um, that basically the body uses to essentially maintain homeostasis. So balance both 
internally and within ourselves as, as well as within our environment. Um, and there are actually uh, 28 receptors involved in about 130 to 140 what we call endocannabinoids. So these are cannabinoids that we make ourselves. Ah, now the endocannabinoid system is in all humans, yes? All humans, um, animals as well, um, and I think I don't, insects. Mammals, I don't, mammals, 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 mammals. Yeah, I don't think insects. No, reptiles have, uh, I believe, have an endocannabinoid system as well. I don't know any reptiles. <laughs> I know quite a few snakes. I was going to say that I'm scared right. to death of snakes. So <laughs> my my lizard's always smoking a J when I get home. So. <laughs> Is that the Geico guy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so if that's in all of us and it's here to balance us, who first of all, who discovered the endocannabinoid system that it existed and then named it that really long title. Ah, yeah, so that would be uh, Raphael Meshulam. Uh, Dr. Meshulam is a PhD um, who uh, is from Israel. Um, he's in his late 80s now, and he basically discovered in the 1960s, um, discovered THC, actually CBD, and then THC subsequently, um, and then identified a receptor, um, I think that was in the early 90s or so, um, it might have been sooner. And then they soon identified what we call a, a ligand for that receptor. And that ligand for that receptor, he named anandamide after the Sanskrit word for bliss. And they realized that basically the, the human body had a whole system of receptors that it made its own cannabinoids that were similar to the what we call phytocannabinoids from cannabis. And it was Dr. Mishulam's, um research in cannabis that led to this whole discovery. There you go. And I mean, when you go up to somebody who's a naysayer and a non-believer and, you know, a prohibitionist and you explain to them, you know, you have an endocannabinoid <laughs> system inside of you. And they look at you like, what are you talking about? I don't have that inside. Me. I would never put that inside of me. Well, it's, it's, you don't have a choice. <laughs> if you're a human and a mammal, you got it inside you, pal. Yep. It's, it's actually it's a good argument. Um, I often use it because I say, look, you know. You, you, you can't be against the GI system, right? You can't be against the cardiovascular system or you're not into kidneys, right? I mean, it's just not something that you <laughs> have an kidney. emotional charge towards. So when you, when you lay it out to folks and you let them know that they have an endocannabinoid system and that's what's really happening and that it's often not sufficient enough and you need to supplement with phytocannabinoids, then it becomes a little bit more palatable and tolerable. There you go. Kurt, you got yeah, something? What's, so in the endocannabinoid system, um, I, you it might know better, um, I think in Massachusetts, the three uh, main, at least filed on record for getting a uh, medical marijuana card, is it sleep, chronic pain, and anxiety? Um, how does the endocannabinoid, let's just talk about sleep. What's going on there when people can't sleep with their endocannabinoid system, and how does cannabis help? Yeah, so the number one is, is pain. Pain's number um, one, okay. Yeah, and so, um, but with sleep, I mean, so the endocannabinoid system actually helps regulate the circadian rhythms. Um, and so it's, it's going to, um, I mean, it... it, it it basically, I think of it as controlling the tempo of our existence, right? So when we're too amped up, it'll kind of tone things down, if you will. And if we're too dampened, it'll amplify things. So oftentimes, right, sleep and anxiety go together, um, or insomnia and anxiety go together. So people are a little too amped up. They're in a kind of hypervigilant state. So by kind of, you, by amplifying that endocannabinoid system, you're going to then dampen things and calm things down, if that explains it. So for sleep, 
without getting into pain, I know CBD is super popular with people who don't have an MMJ card. They're taking it for sleeping. They're CBDing it. What role would THC play for these people if they went to a stronger THC version? Yeah, so CBD can either ca- uh, cause insomnia or help with insomnia. Mm. So, um, hmm. and you know, I you know, you really, t- I always say, and I you know, it depends on the demographic, but I mean, I say THC and CBD are like a Olivia Newton John and John Travolta, right? <laughs> so, I mean, they go together, right? And so, if you're if you're, it would almost be like by not having THC, let's say Olivia Newton John is THC, All it'd right. be like watching Grease without <laughs> yeah. Olivia Newton John. Okay, so yeah, that's one that I love. I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, CBD helps to, um, I think of CBD as the fertilizer for the soil of the ECS, and then it helps uh, THC be a better key to open the door and activate whatever needs to be activated. Um, so, you know, I think that there's this whole CBD craze. People really are saying they don't want to walk around in an intoxicated state, right? right. And, and THC at low doses is, is frankly not intoxicating. Right. So, um, but mean, who came up with the 0.3%? Yeah. We were asking that earlier. Some guy in the government said, okay, 0.3%. 0.3 is good. You know, I mean, it, it, you know, they're growing 7% THC at the University yeah. of Mississippi under the federal government, right? Anyway, well, the 0.3%, and I just want to comment on that yeah. actually. So, at, at, if so, a 10 milligram dose of, of CB, of, of excuse me, full spectrum hemp, then could have 300 micrograms of THC. If you take another plant derived medicine like digoxin, which is dosed at either 250 micrograms or 125 for a geriatric population, that could be quite effective for controlling an irregular heart rate or atrial fibrillation. Fentanyl is in micrograms, right? 300 oh. micrograms would kill anyone of us if we took it, of fentanyl, um, levothyroxin. And so it, there are medications that are quite effective in microgram dosing. And one last bit, there was a research article in the Journal of the American Medical Association that looked at CBD products online, and 20% of them had up to 6.43 yeah. milligrams of THC per milliliter. Yep. So if you were doing two, two droppers twice a day, you were taking 12 milligrams of THC twice a day, that's an enormous <laughs> that's, dose. That's, yeah, that's well into intoxication. That's there. right. You're well yeah. intoxicated. You know, Steven, All without the high. Yep. That's right, right. Uh, glad, that's right. glad you answered that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ditto. Steve goes, ditto. ditto. Yeah. Steven, um, let me ask you about the vaping situation and um, concentrates coming back in as early as today. Uh, what's going on at ACS? Have you seen a decline? I'm guessing you've seen a decline in the cartridge sales. And how much of an effect has that ban affected the medical community? Oh, that's a great question. But I can't really say how it's affected overall. I mean, we had a certainly we had a decline to zero. It did decline since we couldn't yeah. right, since we weren't allowed to sell it. It was a precipitous some, decline. Right, yeah. Something to zero, right? <laughs> yeah. Zero. Yeah. So yes, that was a big <laughs> was decline. A decline. Yeah. But you know, we, we but patients were using other ways of medicating. So right. flower sales were up, edibles were up, tinctures were up. Uh, we sell a lot of RSO products so it's definitely been affected so but moving forward so it is approved uh there's a long list of new regulations that we're dealing with actually we had a meeting today about it and we're implementing uh you know we have to implement new processes we have to print documentation we have to put up signs uh about the carts themselves about the oil and what what may or may not be in it we don't use anything at acs uh, for uh, any type of an agent, so but all of that stuff has to get done. Um, our existing product that was quarantined is still quarantined, 
and we're allowed to start making new product. I forget what the date was. I think it was the 13th or 14th we start making new product. That product has to go out for testing, uh, and now it gets goes out to be tested inside a cart. Before we could test the bulk oil, mm. now we're test. Now it has to be tested in a cart, so we have to send a certain amount of material out uh, to the lab to be tested. And of course, they've added a test for vitamin E acetate, which is one of the potential culprits. Right. Oh no! Actually, that's the villain. That's the villain that the CDC has now identified. Right, Doctor Z. And by the way, who in the world would take Ben Gay and stick it in a cartridge and then inhale it? I'm not saying Ben Gay. You know what I'm saying. I I think the uh, vitamin E acetate's a red herring. Oh, heard it here first, folks. Yeah, we had this conversation. All right. Okay. I want to tell me why. Tell me why. Come on. Go ahead. Uh, You know, so I I took an oath. That's first do no harm. That's the Hippocratic Oath, okay? Mm-hmm. So I cannot, I, you know, I, ha- I have to abide by FDA standards for, right, as best I can. And so the reason I'm comfortable with cannabis as medicine is, is it's really, I mean, it's a, whole, it's a whole plant, right? So I follow a kind of a whole foods, plant-based diet and lifestyle so that, you know, that's multifaceted. So when you're talking about vaping, you're either using, I mean, so one, you're using a, a device, right? Um, so if you're vaporizing a whole flower, it's not an FDA approved device. We don't know what's in the chamber, what the, you know, the inhalation chamber, what, you know, coats the oven that they use. I mean, it really depends. And, and these are for high quality ones. So there's a huge drop off in quality. So I can't trust those. Um, and then when it comes to the oil, um, I don't, you know, it's the vitamin E acetate, but it's also, there's, you know, lead in some of these cartridges. There was cobalt lung that came out. Now we're looking at vaping um, nicotine, right? Those people that are vaping nicotine, it's now showing that it's 1.3 times the risk for pulmonary disease. And people never would have thought that, but we're much further ahead of the game in researching this than we are vaping THC products. It's inhaling high dose vegetable oil. And so I think for vaping, I think really, you really, you know, the safest form might be using it for medicinal uses in very small amounts, but to use it to get high, you're messing with the ECS and I just, and, and you're messing with your lungs and I just think it's, you're being a guinea pig and I cannot let my patients take that risk. Good for you. Um, It's kind of sobering, to be honest. Yeah. So, sorry, yeah. I don't want to say it. it kind of a bummer now. So, no, no. <laughs> you want me to tell a joke? Yeah. 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 Thanks so, for that. Huh? So uh, a doctor walks into a room. Right. <laughs> Stephen, back to you. These new things that you have to do, how will they affect your pricing? Because obviously this is more work and more things going in. What, so, what are patients expecting for the vape cart prices now? Well, I'm, I'm hopeful that it's not going to really affect it. Um, because we're so medically focused, uh, and trying to provide the most cost-effective medicine we can, we are focused on making sure the cost doesn't go up. Uh, so it's right. So little, so there's more work involved, and that's okay because that's part of trying to do the right thing for patients. Uh, but so I don't have an answer to that yet because we're really just digging in, Kurt. But okay. we're, you know, we'll we'll know better as we get a little closer. It could be become that it's the equipment that requires. Uh, you know, some some additional costs. Small, I think, it, small I think it'll be. I think it'll be minimal. minor. Okay. Yeah. Doctor uh, Z, is it safer now to smoke weed than vape it? Uh, I mean, I, we've been people have been smoking 
cannabis for thousands of years. And, you know, I mean, Donald Tashkin set out to prove that it caused head, neck, and lung cancer and, and feels, I mean, that it, that it does not. It can cause bronchial inflammation. But I think at the end of the day, I mean, what I've told my patients is if you feel like you need some inhaled therapy, combustion, you know, a small amount of combustion is the way to go. But I, I will say, though, you know, if you are going to vaporize, right, so there's, there's, the rea- there's what I say ideally and that I can't condone things. But if you're going to vaporize, then certainly use a high-quality device. Um, I would say make sure you're going to dispensaries that are like-minded to, to Stephen, who you know I've gotten to know. And honestly, I mean, I know that his head and heart are in the right place and is only interested in doing the right thing. And I haven't found that, unfortunately, to be ubiquitous. Um, but I think be careful, you know, be very intelligent how you shop. I think Hillary, who was just on the show, who has the go fire, you know, I like that concept. I like the concept of you're not heating the whole chamber and it's very metered dose. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to be uh, a, a total kind of hard ass. You know, there's a reality to it. And I think there are kind of, you know, lesser evils to choose from. Have you, have you Steven, seen? Steven, you're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> lesser evil. Uh, lesser, <laughs> lesser evil over here, yeah. All right, sure. that's all right. Thanks, buddy. He's yeah. comfortable. He, I think he's comfortable yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you. <laughs> have you uh, Dr. Z, have you seen the Weejit system? It was actually at the, um, the summit that you were at in Newton. Um, it's, a, uh, it's basically a four-filter um, pipe that takes a lot of the heat away from the bowl and cools the smoke as it comes into your lungs. I believe it's 1,300 degrees down to 80. Beth Doss, a registered nurse, yeah, the yeah. one who, who helped uh, design that. Yeah. Is that a good product? I mean, I can't, I'm not going to ask you to, you know, obviously endorse it, but yeah. I mean, that's the kind of thing that we could use and feel better about. Yeah, I mean, I actually have one that I have not tried myself. I um, have. And so, I, so, did it work? How was it? Was it smooth? It felt like a vape, to be honest with you. So it really I, was. I think they're, you know, they're definitely on the right track. Um, uh, you know, I mean, I think some of these, honestly, some of these bongs that they make these days, which doesn't really filter everything out, but I mean, they make some pretty smooth ones that will cool the smoke down, right? There are ways, or, you know, because that also, there's a way to, I think, you know, as long as you're, it's a little bit, right? I mean, then, then I think it's, I got you. it's okay. In small doses, it's okay. It's like anything else. It's any, likely okay. Yeah. Likely, it's likely me, okay. Thank likely, you very much I, for I, that. Uh, you're not an attorney either, are you? I, of course I am. I'm I a doctor. I have to be right. an have to be. That's right. That's <laughs> um, right. By the way, I never played an attorney on TV. All right, let's just say. Um, I got I lost my train of thought here because we're talking about bongs and everything. And, and, got them all excited. And cooling, and cooling, Wait, what? And cooling, and cooling, and cooling the smoke out and everything. Um, it, you know, it truly is. I, I have this saying called, it's a whole new world of weed. And it really is. I mean, as someone who uh, remembers the 60s and 70s when I did start to test and taste, uh, to now, it's completely different. You, you know exactly what you're getting. If you go to a medical dispensary like ACS, you know exactly what you're getting. You know kind of what it's supposed to do to you. We all know that every human endocannabinoid system is different. So a sativa may be you know, stimulating for one person, but it also might put someone else to sleep, right? Because we're all different. And every, everybody's endocannabinoid system is different. But I like going to a medical dispensary, and I believe that the CCC finally came up with that statement that none of the sicknesses that have been reported in Massachusetts have been bought at a medical dispensary in this state. That was the statement I was waiting for, and I got it over the weekend. Um, 
as a patient, that made me feel really good. You know, almost comfortable enough to pick up my vape again, I'll be honest, but, you know. <laughs> if it came from lesser evil, I feel great. I mean, I feel <laughs> Thanks, Kurt. Let's do it. Yep. <laughs> oh, we're clear. <laughs> we're clear. Clear. <laughs> I have lost control. All right, Ryan, I have a doctor question for you. Yeah. We just put up an article, Eight Crazy Ways You Can Take Cannabis Into Your Body. What is the highest absorption way or two to consume cannabis if everything's on the board? Can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, go ahead. It's a, a suppository, isn't it? Right up your butt? I believe that is the case. I'll let Ryan answer it. I think tongue is number two, under the tongue, but go right. ahead. Yeah, what do you think? you know, so, I mean, I think actually inhalation is going to be the, the oh, the highest amount of absorbed, the right. hi- highest amount absorbed. Hmm, that's a good question. Um, suppositories are a little strange. I mean, because they're not, they're not, not, that's, that's a loaded statement. Wow. That's what she said? <laughs> they're a little, All right, so hold on. Hold on, hold on. Haven't tried one of those. Right, so, regarding suppositories, um, they, I, 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 my understanding is that they're very localized, actually, and that there's not much absorption. Um, and, and so, I mean, this is from a trusted Colleague who's who said that you know that his patients they don't they don't experience intoxication from the suppositories and that you really use them for a localized effect. Um, so I mean, in in theory, yes. I mean, sublingual. The idea is that you're bypassing the the, the metabolism of the liver um, and you're going more directly into the bloodstream. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm not actually sure. I mean, I would probably guess that that I would guess that it would actually be. In edibles, you know when you smoke, you inhale about thirty to thirty-eight percent, mm-hmm. and I would say with edibles, my guess would be around fifty percent or so. That explains a lot, actually, to me anyway. Um, I'm not sure. I love the effect of the edible uh, because of the delayed reaction and the entire body sensation that you get from the edible, and yet I am finding I'm using them more um, just because I'm in. Sick for like four Cause, weeks because you like them. <laughs> you like them. I don't really like it's them. A I'm, I'm doing them every night for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, I can't stand them, but I can't stop eating. Yeah, exactly them. right. <laughs> I can't quit you. you That's a suppository one. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, so it's um. That should be easy to quit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, the suppositories he gave up after yeah. one night. That was no problem. Go, yeah. well, wait, it the, didn't do shit. Maybe a, maybe a month later. I did one more a month later. Yeah, one more a month later, and then I. Really quick. I was done after twice. <laughs> that was great. We're on the internet. We can all pick right, the so, over yeah. twenty one thing. You know what I mean? It's all and right. then there was that one time in Vegas. But other than that, I do not do suppositories. <laughs> it's the easiest one to forget. Of. All right, <laughs> I can't stop those either. Right. Okay. So, so no, so <laughs> no. I think that the 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 issue with edibles, right? Yep. And this is so everybody has a story from Colorado. Well, I ate the quarter of the cookie and didn't feel anything. So then fifteen minutes later, oh, I ate another God. quarter of the cookie. You're stealing our material for anything. Exactly. January you know, and then I, you know, 15 minutes later, I ate the other half. Then yep. the first quarter kicked in, oh, then the second yeah. quarter, and then and now you're in the emergency room with your spouse because <laughs> you swear you're having a heart attack, right? <laughs> and so, but you're not, you know. But um, although you, you, be okay. if you're eating a I'm high dose, okay. you could be you could be at risk. I mean, and so right. it could be very dangerous. And so what happens though is the, the THC Delta Nine THC. I, 
when it's eaten is metabolized by the liver to 11-hydroxy-THC. And this is a longer-acting, more psychoactive metabolite. And I've actually had some patients that don't respond to smoking at all, and they eat a little bit, and they're just out of their mind, right? And, and, or vice versa. So it's a different relationship between delta-9-THC and 11-hydroxy. And that, Jimmy, is what you're probably talking about is, you know, they do have a different effect. Mm -hmm. But again, we're talking about intoxication. So when you're talking about medicinal dosing, it doesn't really play the same role. And in fact, you want to utilize that longer acting metabolite. I get you. I was actually going to ask you to go into the Delta 9 stuff and explain why they're so powerful when they hit. Um, Steven, um, edibles in Bridgewater at your place, what dosages or what do you see that people enjoy, like, pot sellers? They like the brownies. I, I mean, how, how strong of a dose are we? Are, are the big sellers or why? It's really all over the map. Uh, when we first started, I wanted all low-dose edibles. Five, but, five milligram, I'm guessing? Uh, five. To yep. eight, five, No more than ten. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> typically five and ten. Yep. But uh, the patient base demanded a higher quantity. So a lot of our edibles have 25 milligrams. Yep. And we have, you know, occasionally we've done some, some much higher uh, dose uh, edibles. But all our edibles are excellent, I have to yeah, say. They I'm are. just going to ask you, is gummies, chocolate, what's the, what's, what are people hold like? Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Oh, we got to take a break. Okay. Okay. Take a right, we got to take a break. Taking a break. We're going to take yep. a break, but when we come back, we'll find out the answer to that question. <laughs> yes. And, and more. Chocolate. Don't go away. We talk continues after this. Hi, so I'm so happy to be here. I think my favorite part of the conference has been uh, like mingling with you ladies, and the conference hasn't even started yet. So I just want to say how incredibly, through the course of the last 12 hours, inspired, I've sat with women I've admired for a while, and I just want to say thank you all for being here. And, uh, we all have stories, right? And I heard those last night of how we keep winding up in these same rooms, right? Our kind of stories, where were we before? And today, Stacey asked that I share mine. People like me that have been in the industry doing this to serve other individuals in a holistic health way, we're going through things that most people would think are unheard of. But the beauty of all of this is that it's given me the drive to look beyond what's going on around us and to look beyond what we think is really happening. Because yes, there's laws, yes, there's overregulation, but the more we point to what's wrong, the more we're missing what's right. And what's right is that we're evolving. What's right is that there's more access to this medicine to the people that really needs it. And the more that we stand in our power and we learn how to only focus on what we want to bring into this world is when the world's gonna shift. My mom took me to doctors and nobody could figure out what was going on. I failed breathing tests so they gave me inhalers. My face was changing fast and it was getting worse. My mom felt that cannabis could help me heal and help me with this tumor. We were not comfortable with the treatment options available. After my post-surgical scan, I started cannabis without even knowing if it was working. We saw results in my pain and swelling right away. We also saw tumor shrinkage on my follow-up scan only a few months after starting cannabis. That was uh, Riley from the Women That's in Riley. Cannabis Conference. Uh, great story. And again, we'll have uh, a complete wrap-up of the Women in Cannabis Conference with the founders, Stacy and Annie, on our In the Weed special the day after Christmas, which I believe 
is next week. <laughs> right? I, I saw that on the calendar. I'm pretty sure I've heard about this, all the music and everything and all the decorations. No, I know that. Welcome back to We Talk, everybody. Um, one of the hosts here, I'm the founder of Pro Cannabis Media. My name's Jimmy Young. And I'm Kurt Dalton from Cannabis.net. And we are very happy to be talking with Dr. Ryan Zacklin and also with Stephen Werther. But before we get to any more talk with the doctor and the ACS guy, um, I want to thank some of our supporters, Legal Seafoods, guests appearing on this show. Do receive gift cards from our friends at Legal Seafoods. I bet you guys didn't know that before you came in, so I appreciate it. Uh, there's the Weejits.com. There's the little uh, smoke system, if you will. Lots of filters. Uh, go online. Check it out. Uh, pretty soon we'll actually have a code you'll be able to put in and maybe even get a discount. But in the meantime, just check it out. And, of course, Caroline's Cannabis out in Uxbridge. We love them. We love Caroline. And we're very happy that they support uh, our cause to educate the public because that's really what we're doing here. And one more uh, shout-out to our national sponsor, the National Cannabis Risk Management Association, a group of like-minded businesses in the cannabis space offering great members services ncrma.net all right that's it now we're talking vaping now we're talking suppositories now we're talking tinctures we left a cliffhanger over all right here. that's right thank you for, for bringing <laughs> me back tell us what it was steven uh, we were talking about edibles. Yeah, but what are the hottest ones? Is that what you asked, Kurt? Choc chocolate or gummies? Which way are you going? What's, what's the big one? So uh, we sell, we call, we like to refer to them as soft chews. We don't call them gummies. Mm -hmm. um, but we sell a ton of soft chews, and our brownies and our cookies are, and our whatever, the, I forget what they They're call them. They're award winners. They're award winners, <laughs> yeah. aren't they? Fantastic. Uh, all big sellers. All big sellers. Uh, people come in and buy, you know, 25, 30 cookies at a time. And how uh, much is in a one cookie? Is it a, a whole cookie? Yeah, the whole cookie. So typically, uh, it varies on by batch. Yep. But so a lot of times the cookies will have twenty five milligrams for okay. the whole for the whole cookie. So they take a piece. Yep. yep. Yeah. You know, you mentioned varying by batch. That that was one of the first questions I know you and I talked about. How do you know when you get the corner of the cookie that it's going to have the same amount <laughs> of a, you know THC in it as the other half? Consistency, right? Consistency. How do you deal with, how do you deal with the consistency? I think Jeremy was the one who explained this to me. Yeah, so, well, the important thing is how the product is made, right? Making sure that it's properly uh, produced uh, allows you to, to get the, uh, you know, an even mixture uh, throughout the product. So, and we, we're now making uh, edibles with uh, RSO, but typically our edibles have been made with distillate, and it's very easy to make sure that it's evenly spread. You're going PhD on us here. Let's RSO. Yeah. <laughs> Go <laughs> ahead. Tell, tell, the what, tell RSO what that means. What is RSO? Okay, so RSO, which some people may know, is uh, Rick Simpson oil. It's yeah. just basically, uh, <clears throat> I'm sure most people know about Rick Simpson, so I probably I won't bother you with that part, but um, basically it's just typically a formulation. Uh, it's a very concentrated version uh, of the product. Uh, typically... So we started with our CBD product. So it's a very high CBD-based uh, edible. There you go. And and Dr. Z, you said you want to get into tinctures. Um, I have a tincture story myself. Mm. My first time trying it, I remember going into a certain dispensary, and I'm not going to say what it was, but it was one of the first ones that opened as close <laughs> to Boston as you possibly can get, and has a lot of long lines at it. <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Okay, good. And I went in. And I said, Look, I don't want to smoke it anymore. What are my choices? I got tinctures. I got the little capsules. I got uh, an edible. 
edible, and I said I've never had any, you know, never had any reaction to edibles, you know, through my entire career, and all my field research, and. He said, well, you know, just try this. So I tried a third of it, which was 33 milligrams out of 100. Needless to say, at 4 a.m., I woke up and the room was spinning. <laughs> at the emergency room. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. I'll tell you, it's very interesting. First of all, I learned something very important, and I'm going to ask the doctor about this. Is it not true if you have a uh, CBD-only drink or, or anything that is purely CBD, if you take a full, maybe even two doses of that CBD, you will bring your high down. Is that true or not? Yes. Uh, so to some extent, rather. Uh, okay. So CBD, part of the reason why they go together and it works well is so when you have THC, right? So Mike, can you see it in here? Yeah. So here's kind of, here's the starting dose of THC, right? And then here's, let's say, where intoxication happens. Yeah. So in medical use of cannabis, intoxication is an un oft unwanted side effect. We consider it that. So here's your therapeutic window, right, that, that you have to increase your THC until you feel intoxication. So CBD will raise that ceiling and widen that therapeutic window. And I think it's really best to use initially. So you're better off taking it with the THC initially. Um, but if you do, yeah, if you do have taken a whopping dose of THC, definitely take a whopping dose or a whopping er dose of, t of CBD, yeah. actually. What was that THC level again? Could you do that again? Where, where were you? <laughs> Down there? You, so well, I, I like it a little, little more. I don't know. Is it, there you go. All right. <laughs> out of the frame. He likes it out of the Whoa, frame. Whoa, hold on. I don't know if this chair goes higher. Exactly. So, Is that so, scientific? I like <laughs> yeah. That's scientific. That's a, that's a batch mixture right there. So now, so now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take what we just learned about CBD and now apply it to real life. Uh, you know, we joke about people ending up in the emergency room, which is never a joke, but it is true. Our first responders or emergency rooms, do they have high dosage of CBD to help people as they come in? You know what, Jimmy? You, last time we spoke, you, you asked me a brilliant question, and that's a brilliant idea, and I got to shake your hand again. Oh, two, shaking that hands, one, right? two shaking hands. Two shaking hands. I love that. I love that. I mean, that's I think impressive. that I think down the road, I mean, there are also a couple of other things that you can use um, to turn it off that I, that, you know, I, that I won't mention, but... Um, yeah, absolutely. There should be formulations um, that you could essentially, you know, turn it off. Yeah, because I'm not chewing black peppercorn, okay? Is it's just not them, happening. Is one of them Doritos? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them actually is eating, right? Eating. Yeah, right. That will yeah, also... 100%. Yeah. Um, Ativan helps how in the emergency room. <laughs> <laughs> helps. Oh my God. But our Colorado... How challenging... By the way, we, we laugh. We're having a great conversation here. We laugh. But what we're talking mm -hmm. about is amateur self-medication. With a medicine. This right? is this is so you've led up to the perfect segue. Okay, thank you. I have a tincture story that, it, that also that? incorporates the CBD concept. Okay. That also ties into Stephen. Okay. So I'm also going to tie it in <laughs> to all, all right. to everyone. No, but but so all right. So I have a patient. Right. So so basically. I've been very frustrated with the whole system of Massachusetts. I'm very frustrated with the Cannabis Control Commission. Um, we can talk about that after. Um, and I've been very frustrated with many of the, uh, the dispensaries because even the medical ones, to me, did not appear to be focusing on really making medicine. They were really kind of prepping themselves for adult use and, um, and really those, the products that they sell are, are, are 
frankly dangerous when it comes to making medicine. I mean, dabbing and sugar and all that stuff is overwhelming the ECS, right? So I sought out, and, and so one product in particular um, is called THCA. Um, THCA is the acid. It's, the, it's basically the precursor for THC, and that's how it's found in the plant. And it's thought to be as effective as THC at a tenth to even a hundredth a dose, and is a very potent anti-inflammatory. Nobody carries it, okay? Only Netta. Am I allowed to say that? Well, yeah, you I just did. did. No, well, they in Brookline. <laughs> no, they. I they, didn't have to say it. They, they carry it, and they okay. carried it, and they're the only yep. one in the state that was making it. Okay. But they they don't deliver, and it was impossible to kind of get. You know, they were getting into their whole big adult use blast off. Mm-hmm. So I met with Stephen and 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 told him that look, I, I like to use tinctures because it helps me titrate the dose. And so, can you make a set of tinctures for my patients and deliver them to the North Shore? To which he graciously agreed, and he made a set of. A THC tincture, a THCA tincture, and a CBD tincture. So, this my patient. I had a patient that comes in, and he comes in one week, and he's like, he's like that, he's like this. Okay, that's, he that's low it. THC down there. <laughs> <laughs> he's really he's hunched over. He has what's called cervical cervical spinal stenosis, oh. which means his neck is just impinging, and he's got chronic pain. Oh. Nothing has helped him. Helped him multiple injections. He's had tried everything. Doesn't want to do narcotics, right? So he comes. So he comes in, and I I give him my protocol, and that includes taking. Two 2.5 milligrams of THC at night, as well as five milligrams of CBD twice a day and five milligrams of THCA twice a day. So mm-hmm. his wife doesn't use, finds a different dropper after it's delivered, and she proceeds to give him <laughs> 2.5 milliliters of oh! high THC wow. tincture, as well as five milliliters of CBD. So she oh basically God. gives him 55 milligrams of THC. Oh my God! And 80 milligrams of CBD. Okay. Amateur so, self-medication. So right. wait, his he, neck never felt so good. Okay. Well, the thing <laughs> is, he comes in. He wa- comes in yeah. like this. He walks in straight. Okay, and they come in and they say, "What are we supposed to do? This we can't afford this. We ran out of the tincture." They had, <laughs> One night. Already, they had called Stephen, so they had called Stephen and told ACS they were trying to figure out what the heck happened because they're like, "How could you run out of it?" So he tells me. The guy tells me this. He says the first night. I was wasted. (laughs) He goes, but I noticed that my pain had improved significantly and I slept like a rock. Now, this is interesting, too. The subsequent evening, he says, I wasn't wasted, right? Which is really interesting. But he still had pain relief and he still slept great. He just ran out of it in five nights. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have enough. A month, a month yeah. supply in five so, nights. So this has really fit, become a favorite story of mine because it shows many different things. But it does demonstrate. So one, I think the CBD helped, mm-hmm. right? I think you know it shows that if you push your dose high enough, you will get relief. And it also shows that people develop a quick tolerance to the unwanted side effects, but then do not develop a tolerance to the medicinal effects. And it also shows the graciousness of ACS and Stephen in making medicine for the good people of Massachusetts. I Thank just heard you. delivery Thank to the you. North Shore. So, hey, guess what? <laughs> I heard there's a delivery to the North Shore. <laughs> Stephen, how, is, yeah. how are things going down at ACS? Things are great. Yeah, we do, we're, we're, uh, we're doing very well. We're busy. Uh, we get new patients every day. And... Uh, yeah, the word the word's getting out. I mean, we have excellent uh, patient advocates at the counters, 
Uh, we really work with people uh, to help them figure out what the right, what the right, you know, product is, what the right titration method is. Um, if they have problems, we're happy to talk, you know, more and more and more. We have no, you know, I've, I've heard some dispensaries actually have a limit as to how long they can spend with their patients. We don't do anything like that, of course. Wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, so thank you for asking, but things are, things are going along uh, quite well. And, we're very happy. And I'm going to say something about, another thing about his dispensary. Everybody's gone down Route 24 at some point in their lives uh, towards Brockton, uh, to the Cape, towards 495. The exit to your dispensary is the exit right before 495 and, and 24. Yes. You can get to the ACS dispensary in five minutes off Route 24 at that exit. So if you happen to be going to the Cape or you're going north, it's actually a pretty good place to kind of pop in, pop off the highway. I thought I'd give you a little plug. Cause if you have a medical you. card. Thank you, Jerry. If you have a medical card, of course. you have to have a medical card. Well, I've got a medical card. I mean, do, not, do I need to show the gross fingers? The no, gross no, fingers? Steven well. has made suppositories yeah. for Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, special THCA suppositories. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have plans for, rec- for people that don't have a card? Are there uh, rec in the future for you? Oh, so, that's a great question. It is a great question. So we're interested in rec just because it's, it's a requirement sort of of the business model. Yeah. Uh, but I don't have any time frame for uh, for Bridgewater. Okay. Right now, uh, we are working on a second location with Medical First, and then the same. There, we'll be applying for an adult use license. Right away. Okay. But in Bridgewater, uh, no. And the, am I allowed to say where the second location will be? Yes. If you want to, sure. <laughs> Tell me it's <laughs> North Shore. Are you? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, yeah, we're delivering to the North Shore, uh, but we're, uh, it'll be in Hull. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. We got a house in Nantasket, too. I'm psyched for that. Oh, sorry. sorry. All right. Um, I don't know where to go next. Uh, one of the things that um, we talked about, and I'll tell you, it really meant a lot to me when you, I threw out this theory. And Kurt knows like exactly this. what I'm talking about mm-hmm. because we talked about it before the show. And you thought it was a great, and, and it, now you are the second doctor that I've talked to. An oncologist was the first one. I threw this theory out at the guy, and he goes, you know, I think you got something there. And then you called it brilliant, and I was like <laughs> living large at that point, because I'm like, no doctors ever called me brilliant. They call me a lot of other names, but not that. The theory is this, and Kurt, we did talk about we it in the second about half later. hour. Let's get your opinion on it. Right, part. But again, take this medicine that has been used for a thousand years on humans out of the human element in 1937 when it became prohibited what effect has that had on the cancer rate and on other things if that medicine was still in existence and being used over the past 80 years and learned about and researched wouldn't we have less cancer in our world doctors i exactly <laughs> yeah i mean i like i said i think it's a brilliant idea and a brilliant theory um because you're you're it's it's based on the ecs right so right. You know, you take the system that maintains balance and helps also regulate the immune system, for example. Right. right. So we all have, uh, you know, unregulated cell growth throughout our body at any given time, but you have these immune cells that come along and they kill the, you know, unregulated cells and don't allow them to perpetuate and, and grow and turn into a tumor and then turn into full blown cancer, right? And so, um, so, but there's so many other conditions too that that touch upon the endocannabinoid system, and so you know, I mean, it's it's actually, 
a, a more eloquent way of saying, well, imagine if everybody in the world was taking some kind of cannabinoid therapy, not necessarily enough to get intoxicated, but you might want to, if you, you know, if you, and it's okay if you have, Kurt, you know, Kurt wants, so, yeah. if you want to. He walked okay. in his office standing straight <laughs> up, saying this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> so, you know, you got, Kurt, I know you're, pot, you're looking a little hunched over right now. We'll talk oh, after. Hold we'll on. Talk, yeah, hold right. on. <laughs> Um, no, but I, you know, I, I do, I, I do think that if, um, right, I mean, what if everybody, what if we eliminated, you know, caffeine and alcohol and instead everybody was using cannabis, right? What would yeah. that look like? I know it's just kind of like a, sometimes a pie in the sky thought, but if you think about it, really, I mean, what you're saying is, it, it, how much of a tonic is this for us? And if you're, if you remove a tonic that is really, um, can play an essential role in helping one maintain balance, and now you're, you're exposing that individual to just over exposure of just over stimulation and just you know I mean there's so much just hyperactivity going right hyper vigilance, yeah I mean how I mean it's really tough to say and specifically to cancer, sure I mean just being balanced overall you know feeling better then when you feel better you eat better you tend to exercise more right so it's like oh I look at it from a holistic perspective mm -hmm. from an uh, integrative medicine from perspective. an integrative medicine perspective I mean I mean to me right integrative medicine looks at how do we attain balance and that's what the ECS looks at they go there that they, I look at them as one and the same and so yeah I like the idea and I think it um, I mean because we've had a rise of cancer and and you know it's it's the industrial you know, revolution and all right, of that right, right but maybe we could have offset things i mean even if it was like 10% right a lot right. of people lost a lot of people that they love right. that maybe you could have they didn't need to most of my family actually mm -hmm. when you get right down mm -hmm. to it anyway um, well, that's interesting. I knew that. And by the way, the other thing that I had to, I'm going to give a little heart. So he used the word ubiquitous already on this show. And he used it in the first interview I did with him. And I will be perfectly honest. I got a 400 on my SAT. Okay. In verbal. 700 in math. But 400 for verbal. And what, what kind of a business am I in? What kind of a career I've had. Um, I had to look it up. <laughs> I had to look it up. He, he's ubiquitous, also ubiquitous. Like he uses noun? the word. He throws the word brilliant around very easily. Too. <laughs> very, very low yeah, bar for well, brilliant. I the said new the, amazing. I said the idea was brilliant. Yeah. The idea was brilliant. A lot yeah. of <laughs> the brilliant bar is now backed out here. I gotta have some cleanup. Maintain some clout. You I, know? I just, I just try to think about the big picture and what effect this has had on my body, on other people's bodies, on their lives. I mean, I, look, I mean, I've, I've gone on record, I've explained my usage many, many times on my In the Weed show, and I'll say it again, I'm 62 years old, and for 38 years, just about every day. I took 10 years off completely when my son Gabe was born from 1990 to 2000. It also coincided with me getting the job at NECN that's, you know, kind of... Drug tested. No, no drug. <laughs> By the way, the weekday guy was Mike Adams. Okay, right. there was no drug right, testing. Yeah. In fact, he left his ounce out in the parking lot. They didn't even suspend him. They just said, Mike, you gotta do a better job yeah. hiding that, you know? Um, anyway, love Mike, and the family of NECN still exists, which is great. Um, point being, again, you can stop this product and really not have a, you know, a detoxing kind of situation i mean i was sick with a common cold for three weeks i stopped using it i just did, i didn't think it would be smart doc that if i had a cough to actually start smoking you know what i mean i was i'm not brain dead okay <laughs> i i mean I, I think that i think that um there's definitely there's definitely withdrawal 
yeah. it depends on how much you use it and yeah, what you're is. using it yeah. for. Oh, I substituted yeah. with Robitussin, by well, the way. But, but <laughs> also, <laughs> if, you're getting, you know, do it. if you're getting intoxicated, you might not, right, then that's different. If you're not feeling any intoxication, right. then the only withdrawal you might feel is the rebound of your symptoms coming back. But I think that, you know, we really, so here's something I'd like to, I'd like to lay out. There's three, I look at the cannabis use in three kind of settings, if you will. So there's the medical use, which is to control symptoms, a specific symptom, where intoxication is an oft unwanted side effect, or it may be wanted, but it has nothing to do with intoxication. And then there's adult use, which is using intoxication to have fun, right, and maybe enhance a certain experience that you're having. But then there's this in-between where people use they enjoy the intoxication and and Jimmy you might fall into this category where it helps you feel better it helps you know it help your joints help your joints right and so right and you enjoy a little intoxication but you also are using it for a therapeutic effect right and I right. use so I think therapeutic is the bridge between the two so we really have to distinguish when you're talking about withdrawal you know medical from medical use that's very different than from adult use where people might be getting high all day every day right they might they'll have irritability you know insomnia agitation right and and but it but it's not it's not life-threatening right and and that's one of the reasons why i always add it's a whole new world of weed use it responsibly it's an adult use product it's alcohol is an adult use product you can have one glass of wine and be fine you know have a half a bottle and you're not fine have a full bottle and you're really not fine and you know we all know what that's like Okay, same thing goes with these adult use products for cannabis. You know, the thing is, it affects everybody differently. It's it's so amazing. I'll go out with some friends, and you know, we'll partake. And one in particular, I don't feel anything. I don't feel anything. I don't feel anything. You know, and so we, you know, we hand her some more. Hey, you keep going. Yeah. You can, we're over here. We're fine. <laughs> but you just keep going because, like, you know. But everybody has a different metabolism, and everybody, you know, it affects everybody different. That's why I went back to the sativa versus indica thing. For some people, indica is the relaxing strain, but for others, it's not. Sativa, it's the focus and and hyper strain, and for others, it's not. So again, it's it's. Amateur self-medication on yourself to find out what works for you, how to keep your own endocannabinoid system in balance using this product responsibly. Yeah, and in terms of, I just want to comment on um, the how everybody has a different metabolism. So take uh, the Asian population, and, and many of the women and men too lack an enzyme called alcohol dehydrogenase. And so that's why they can't tolerate any alcohol at all. And, and you'll find that is somewhat ubiquitous amongst the <laughs> Asian population. Nice. Um, and so, and then I always like to use my father-in-law as an example of, you know, he can drink Dictionary.com. My father-in-law can drink a triple espresso at 10 p.m. Right, and go to and sleep, and I'll be up for six weeks. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, why wouldn't it be any different with cannabis? Right. And if you take it a step further, Dedi Miri and Technion University in Israel says, you know, if you take, if you take a product and you... And 
and you make a alcohol based tincture, you make a glycerate based tincture, you make a MCT based tincture, you make an RS, you know, a highly concentrated oil of it. They're all going to be different products. They're all going to have a completely different chemical profile. And then you look at the ingestion. So I, I think that while it is amateur um, medical use and you always should start low and go slow, I got to put a plug in for myself and say, Please if do. you're looking to use it medically, come see myself or some trust of some of my trusted colleagues if I'm not in your area because it's not easy to to figure it out and and it does you know professional guidance helps you do it safely but it also helps you do it effectively yeah, I, I agree 100. percent And why don't you give your website and how yeah, people oh, can thank get you, you yeah. right now? Good. Yeah, yeah my, my website <laughs> is uh, is zacklin.com. That's z-a-k-l-i-n.com. Hard to believe that you didn't have to. Uh, there weren't too many zacklin.coms out there. I'm <laughs> well, just, I yeah, snagged that, it from my cousins about ten years ago. <laughs> I was say, was that an auction? <laughs> you have to pay. Speaking of, of, of medical, CHS. What, what causes it? Is it is it from the plant? Is it from the cartridges? Is it uh, pesticides getting in there? Yeah, I mean, I don't, so I don't think anybody knows. So he's talking about cannabis hyperemesis syndrome. Um, I don't think anybody really knows the true cause of it. Um, it is thought to sometimes to have been metabolites. I mean, I, you know, I think it's often o- overdiagnosed. Um, it can it happens in you know heavy users, usually sixteen years or more. It seems to happen in anybody. But I'll tell you a story about a patient of mine who you know went to the ER. He had a GI thing and he was vomiting, and and they said he's got CHS. You know, and, and he talked to me, and, and, and what it, it didn't sound like it. And I said, you know, because cannabis also treats nausea. Right. So I said, right. you know, well, you know, look, I'm not, I'm not telling you what to do, okay? I'm like, but there's really only one way to find out if you have it or not. And he tried the cannabis because he had been feeling a little bit better, and he felt totally better. So, uh, you know, I think that CHS is a real thing. I think it's probably... It's a good plug for being careful in overuse because, you know, Ramanabant was a medication that blocked both of the main receptors of the ECS and they took, it was supposed to reduce appetite and they took it off the market because people killed themselves. With, they were suicidal. Hmm. And so I think that's an example of what we got to be careful with, with dabbing and really hammering your ECS. What happens if to the endocrine system if you hammer it with sugar, right? Insulin doesn't work as well anymore and you're not going to make your own. Well, what happens if you hammer your ECS and you're no longer able to regulate your mood? I mean, I, that's another kind of sobering concept, but that's what I think CHS is something is, is alluding to and bringing our attention to what overuse can do to the ECS. Very, very cool. Um, you, you did mention one thing about the Cannabis Control Commission, and, and I'm not going to let you off the hook here. Yeah. Um, I, want to ex- I want you to explain what is your frustration with them. They have a very difficult job. I think everybody recognizes that. But what is it that is most frustrating for you? Yeah, so it, it's... Um, <laughs> take deep breath. Get into <laughs> my, both, get into my got, zen. And we got two minutes. You got two yeah. minutes. So, so okay. basically, what I spend half of my time doing is is fielding phone calls to my patients because their temporary card expired and they they can't get anybody on the phone. And you know, even one of my own employees, a nurse, called and wanted to inquire about the status of the caregiver card that her mom was getting for her. Okay, she was on hold for forty five minutes. They she asked about it. They said, "I need your mother." needs to be on the phone and they hung up on her 
they didn't ask, is she next to you? Can we talk to her? Right. And so, I mean, to me, it's, it's, what well, they're understaffed. They're understaffed. They're totally understaffed. There's an easy solution here. Okay. Right. When, when you, when the patient gets certified, they get printed a temporary medical card that is good for 14 days. They need their, their driver's license and that temporary card, and they can go to a medical dispensary and get a certain amount of medical product. Why not just make it 52 weeks and we're good or whatever this certifying, you know, provider certifies them for. And then that paper copy can be an electronic in their phone and they can just use it. That would solve, honestly, half of our problems. But they seem to just not care about the medical patients. It's not their focus. And um, and it's really frustrating. Well, I'm not sure it's the industry's yeah. focus, to be no, honest with you, Stephen. You know, they, people are out there trying to make a buck, and the adult use recreational is certainly more profitable than the medical one. Now. Now. Yeah, in now. the future. Well, it's only more profitable because more people are willing to go there. But if you get your medical card, there are no lines. There's no limits. Right. There's plenty of parking. And you get all the attention you need. And there's no sales tax. So I'm not really sure why people are so... Right, not wanting to bother with that, but right. to me it uh, makes sense. My yeah. up for renewal. I'm ready to go. And one thing I just want to mention in my practice, Jimmy, that I obviously can't ex- get into now, but we are moving to an insurance-based model, and we will be one of the first in Massachusetts wow, that it's going to be accepting insurance. You'll pay a certain upcharge for the cannabis therapeutics, but you know I practice real medicine. I'm a real doctor, so I can bill insurance for treating. He doesn't just play one on TV. <laughs> he folks. really is. He's on TV right now, but we got to wrap this one up. Stephen Werther, ACSCompassion.com. Thank you very much. Yes. Very nice. Yes. Yes. Up here. Uh, Elm, up Street, here. Elm Street Bridgewater. Thank you for uh, having Kurt me. Kurt Dalton, great Dr. Zachlin. Anytime. I really enjoy hanging out yeah. with you. Yeah, that's uh, Mike Zodos is the technical director here at Performer.com, and thank you very much, Michael. Dan French produced this. So for everybody here in the big pro-cannabis media circle of love, remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thank you so much. We are pro-cannabis media. The NCRMA, making our members better.